a tough one, but I'm not buying into Maeda being this bad because he's been terrible this year. It's not going to continue. Sanchez, on the other hand, has a little bit of trouble with the walks and is facing an incredibly low strikeout team in the Dodgers and an incredibly high walk rate team in the Dodgers. I don't think Sanchez can make it late in this game, and he can't strike out a whole lot of guys on this team here. So I'm rolling with Maeda, giving up 1.5 strikeouts. I don't even care. Next up, we have Muncie versus Peterson. Again, I've gone through this many times. Take the tiebreaker on run slash RBIs if you're getting the same, if not better, of a batter here. Peterson batting at the top of the lineup. That means the guy batting before him is going to be the pitcher or anyone who pinch hits or a worse batter. Well, Muncie should be batting right in the thick of things and has more guys to hit in and more guys to hit him in. Everything points towards Muncie being the better play here. So you roll with him. This is an easy prop. Just take it and move on. All right, guys. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed the video. Again, I'll be back next week with some more props for you over on Monkey Knife Fight. Sign up using the promo code Grinders. Get over there and get your free money. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Everybody and welcome to the Rotor Grinders MLB Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, and I'm here with Bobby Fye, back at it, doing some drafts again, man. How's it going over there? Doing good, man. Uh, just going through this crazy, huge slate. We got, a, obviously, a busy day here on Rotor Grinders, so it's a fun day. Everybody in chat, everybody doing all this. Uh, should be a fun day. Yeah, it should be an awesome day. There, there's a there's a lot of good bats on this slate. Uh, you know, there's good pitchers too. Tons of shows going on throughout the day. It's a jam packed day over here at Road Grinders. And don't forget, man, we have NBA too, right? We got NBA content as well. I know uh, Big T's been winning all the money. He's doing some uh, premium content. So if you want to check that out, uh, you know that's always good too. There's some NBA action too. So it's an awesome day. It's that time of year. But we're gonna do some drafts. And before we kind of dive in and talk about the slate and do some drafts. Be sure to give me a follow on here. My name is Mangone. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. That's how you get in these drafts. What's going to happen is I'm going to make a draft. I'm going to name it. And then uh, I'm going to send it out to my followers. So that is the way that you guys can get in on these drafts. So, yeah, give me a follow. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you want to get in on these drafts with us, it should be a really fun time. Uh, Bobby, how about you tell the people, give them the slate breakdown, kind of what you're looking at. Just give them a nice little overview because I think this is a really, really awesome tournament slate. It is an awesome tournament slate, and the thing that I'm struggling with is trying to figure out how to get the pitchers I want in with the the stacks that I want without going way down at SP2, but I think that that might have to be the answer um, on two-pitcher sites. Overall, I think that there's a lot of good stacks, a lot of ways to go. A lot of the hitters that I want are a little bit priced up more than I'd like today, so 
not as many really cheap bats um, as I've liked in the past, even on this massive slate, at least, in, you know, as we have right now. Um, obviously, we don't have all the lineups out yet, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, there's there's like five stacks that, I'm, that I've got as priorities that I'm sort of whittling down to, to two or three that I'm really, really interested in because it's, it's definitely a, a, a slate where I think you've got to prioritize your bats, but at the same time, most of the decent pitching options are pretty expensive. So it's, it's a little bit of a tricky slate, but a, definitely a great one for tournaments. Yeah, well, hopefully we can help you whittle them down throughout the show and kind of get there. Um, the big takeaway that I had when I was looking at the slate, right? I was like, okay, so if you look at this slate, first of all, the Angels, right? They have a run total above five. Actually, it's above six. Uh, it's the only team with that total on the slate. Then you have another team, right? You got the Red Sox. Their total is above five. You have the Astros. Their total, that one, is above five as well. The Twins, that one's above five. I haven't even mentioned Coors Field, which we always know Coors can go crazy especially with a bad lefty in there with those power righties. So this is just a jam, jam packed slate for uh batters. So uh, yeah, I- I'm really excited to check it out. You talked about pitching, Bobby. Uh, let me know about the pitching. You said that there's just like an SP that you're playing and then it sounds like you're going to be going to a cheap one. Is there like one dude you're prioritizing today? I don't like the umpire for, uh, we don't have all the umpire information yet. I'm not crazy about the umpire for Verlander and at the price, it sort of gives you a little bit of a reason to maybe go look other directions at a price and ownership. Um, I think Wheeler is the guy who I'm using the most of. That just seems to make the most sense. I like the matchup. He's pitched against this team, I believe, five times in his career, put up 25 fantasy points on DK or more, and I believe all five or at least the last five that he's pitched against them. Um, really like the spot. The price is a little bit more affordable. He's my number one as of right now. Uh, other than that, and, and then when you get to SP2, like, or if you want to, you can try paying up for both guys, but it does. you do have to sacrifice the bats. And, and there are some guys you can pay down for in order to do that. It's just, do you want to do that on a slate where we have we expect a lot of runs to be scored in some games where we have some really expensive bats? So it's just about prioritizing uh, as far as that goes. And for me, Wheeler, uh, Verlander, and Castillo would be the top, but obviously they're the most expensive. I like Mar- I like Marquez, actually, or Marquis, however you want to say it. Um, he feels like I get corrected no matter how I say it, but I actually don't mind him in the Coors game. Um, he's not as much of a discount as I'd like, but I do think there's huge K upside against the San Diego offense for him. So he's another guy that I'm looking at, um, but it's going to be primarily Wheeler with some Ver- some Verlander and Castillo as my SP1, and then mixing in you know Marquez and then going all the way down to taking some shots on guys like Homer Bailey um, and uh, potentially even Dylan Covey or or Derek Rodriguez. Um, I mean, I hate the idea of playing Covey, but you look at that that Toronto offense and what they've been doing. It's it's hard not to have interest in any starting pitcher against them, any starting pitcher, particularly a righty against them. So I, I just have like mild interest there, and I, I'm sort of I'm still sort of you know figuring through the slate because I I like a lot of these pitchers on the top end, and it, like I mentioned, it's just hard to find out with the bats. What what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think it's tough, man. I think at the top, like Verlander, he'd be a great play, right? But the more I think about it in tournaments, it just feels like, one, the, the starting SPs, and I know this doesn't matter for today specifically, but they're, they've been getting killed. But that's not really what matters, in my opinion. It's just the bats have really been what have been getting there. It's not that the starting pitchers have been getting destroyed. It's that the bats have been really important. So I'm prioritizing my bats. I'm not building my lineup out with my pitchers first. Uh, I'm building my lineup out with getting the bats that I want, getting the offenses that I think are best. I think that's the best way to approach the tournaments and then kind of figure out your pitchers from there. It might not be pretty, Bobby. Pretty sure you played Andrew Kashner against the Blue Jays already once this year as like a leverage play. I thought I heard you say that on the show. If you did that, you should be able to play Dylan Covey today. I I think you can pull it off. Uh, I did that and it worked and it's, you know, it works every time it seems like with Kashner. Yeah. The the funny thing is, is like, so Kashner, we're kind of, 
we haven't waved the white flag yet, right? But uh, Castro is a guy that we're definitely, um, we definitely are not like stacking against every single time still, but at the start of the year we were, right? And it feels like a similar spot to Kobe where the Blue Jays would make a ton of sense, but there's just better offenses. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're able to do that, you should be able to go with Kobe. Uh, real quick, before we get into the drafts, we're going to do that in a second. Again, remember, if you want to get into the drafts, uh, my name is Mangone. Give me a follow over there. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Uh, but we are doing a giveaway, a free month of premium giveaway for YouTube likes. We are going for 200 today, guys. We are pushing to get 200. So give us the YouTube like on this video. Uh, if you are one of the people that like it of the 200, you know what that means? You get a free month of premium. So uh, that seems like a good deal, Bobby. Free like and you get a you know premium subscription for programs. Absolutely. It's a great deal. Yeah, it works for me. And like, hey, we got the we got the majors coming up. So I'm sure you get the golf content. That's going to be an awesome chance to win a million dollars. You got uh, baseball. You still got basketball. Uh, tons of stuff going on. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to dive in and do these drafts, though, Bobby. Hopefully you're ready to go. Uh, I know Grant's not here to give us a crazy name on the draft, so we're just going to keep it simple. Um, MLB drafts, and I'll put joins. Make sure everyone joins when they see it. Ready to go? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to make sure to – I'm going to put – I guess I'll put everyone on this. Why not? Everyone following me is going to get an invite, even you. Yep, we're going to give everyone it. Let's go. Three, two, one. And it should go, Bobby. I still don't have it on my screen yet. There we go. There you go. I, I did a 10, man. Maybe I should have done eight to see That's first right. time, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully the hopefully the followers uh, come out and uh, join us. If not, we'll just sit and talk about the slate. So uh, no complaints there. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I, I, I used to love doing the drafts, man. I haven't done them as much lately. And uh, with golf coming around the corner, I'm definitely going to do them for like the next major. I don't know how much you dabble in the golf, but uh, golf is the one that I enjoy. If I knew more about it, I would do it on the draft app. I really like actually using the draft app. I just haven't been doing as much lately, been focusing more on just, you know, the regular slates and everything. But I really do love any any excuse I have to to get back on this thing. And now, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just so much fun. But uh, yeah, I don't do it as much for golf, but I definitely think it'd be a lot of fun for baseball. I, I believe they, um, I, I don't know this for sure. I talked with Grant about it. Um, I believe they added a feature now, like back when I used to play a lot, it used to be a pain to swap, right? That was an absolute disaster. And like, they were trying to fix it. I think they have it where now you can swap. So definitely uh, for, for next basketball season, I'll probably be all over it. That was like the one thing I played a lot of basketball on and I even played playoffs not too long ago. Um, and that was pretty good, but that was the one thing that was a little frustrating, but I believe they have the update on that. Uh, so yeah, uh, excited to do this. We got, let's see how many people, Oh, we're filled. So there we go, Bobby. Uh, we got tons of different people in here. We got people with shields, people without shields, uh, you know, should be a lot of fun. And let's see, where are you and I drafting? You're at, you're uh, 1.9 and I'm 1.7. So uh, yeah, um, I don't know. So I, last time I played MLB drafts, I, I wasn't really taking pictures early. I, I prioritized the stacks. I believe I'm going to do the same here. Do you think you're going to do that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, going ninth, it's sort of interesting. Like if there's no, if my favorite pitcher is still on the board at nine, I think you can take him here. But like I said, I have all these guys pretty pretty similarly close together. So I think it does make a sense make sense to take the bats first. Um, just it actually will bring up an interesting thing because I think that I mean I guess Trout's going to go somewhere around one in these drafts or two, which just completely makes sense. I just want to point out like he's walking at an absurdly high rate, and for GPPs and tournaments, he's getting to that point where it's becoming like, is this even a good play anymore? Because he's walking so much. Um, I think he'll start hitting the ball better than he has been so far, obviously, but it just worries me how often and how willing they you know are to pitch around him and 
it's just something that, that going forward for tournaments, you know, it might be something we have to work, worry about, like a, like Votto when he was still a good hitter or still a power hitter. Um, it's hard to take these guys in GPPs for at these prices if they're going to be walking twice a game at least. Yeah, I get that argument, but Otani is back, right? I think that we're going to have to see how I, – I mean, obviously, like a week sample is not the greatest, but see how things go from there. I, I was definitely in that camp. I rostered Trout really early in the season, and I said to myself – Dude, why, why are you rostering Trout? I kept saying, why are you keep doing this day and day? Because it's not worth it, right? That, that he doesn't have the upside. Uh, sure, he'll get me like, you know, I shouldn't say he doesn't have the upside, but um, he was just walking too much, just like you're saying. And that was a concern to me. Obviously, in cash, I get it. But if that was my big bat spend and I need him to really get me there, it was, you know, kind of limiting some upside, which is sometimes needed in cash games when you have some bad plays that uh, you need an out like Trout. And if, if Trout's not going to give you the out because he's walking so much, that could be a concern. So, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give him the pass for now, at least for the series against Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore is terrible, so I don't want to do that. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, this is a great spot for him. It's it. The problem is he doesn't steal as much as he used to either. Um, it's funny if you look at him like at the top, like and people would think, oh, Trout has a stolen base upside, and they wouldn't think of that with a guy like Bellinger. But the truth is, Bellinger has much more stolen base upside than a guy like Trout does, and so far has shown a lot more power this year. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to continue forever, but I'm saying that it's just something to keep in mind going forward. Like it's not maybe as good a GPP play as we, as it used to be. looks like we lost the screen here on the, on the. Yeah, screen. I know. Um, that's because I got a call and I thought we had that situated before we got on here, but um, yeah, I have to make my pick real quick. So let me at least do that and get a, get a batter. I want um, I'm, I'm rattled like Dean right now, you know, hit me with the sevens basically. Uh, let's see. I, I, I know what I'm going to do here. Perfect. Tyler Glass now second pitcher off the board. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, um, I, I just think it's – I get it. I just think it's early to take pitcher. I'd rather want to get your stack. That's how I am, at least in the 10-mans. But, again, I mean, I don't know what pitcher I'm going to be dealt with. Uh, that's going to be kind of ugly. Um, and, Devin, let me know if the screen is back up. It's not back up. Okay. Let me try and figure this out on the fly if I can. That will be interesting to see if we can do this. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Did we get – there we go. All right. And then I grab one of my favorite hitters of the day today. All right, Devin, let me know when you got the screen back up, just so I know. I think it's up again. I got the red thing up, so we should be good. Perfect. So, yeah, who'd you say? You say you took one of your favorite hitters for the day? You took Otani. Uh, I liked him, and I wanted to go him, but someone else took Trout, Bobby. So I was like, oh, that, that's kind of annoying. So I didn't want to really go with the Angel stack there. Uh, talk to me about Otani and why he's one of your favorite guys here. Uh, you got a guy, this is like the perfect matchup for him. You got a fly ball pitcher in a, in a park, like a huge park upgrade, obviously for him. He's absolutely mashed right hitting pitching since he's come into the league. I'm going to make my other pick real quick here. Just taking a look at my, uh, my ownership percentages and deciding where I want to, where I want to go because of it next. Um, sorry about that. Oh, dude, I'm so tilted. I didn't see Arenado went one and story went four. Like I wouldn't have took Blackman. I thought they were still on the board for some reason. I'm crazy. I just really messed up here. Oops. Well, I'm going to get auto-drafted, I think. No, I didn't quite. I ended up – I didn't want to take my picture there, but I ended up uh, sort of panicking there because I didn't realize that a couple of my guys had already gone off the board because I was busy yeah. talking. Same. I didn't – this is what happens when we do the show sometimes, uh, especially yeah. while doing the drafts. Uh, not not saying we, we can pay the rate at times, but there, there's some drafts I've done that I go, oh, man, that's definitely not a good team. But, um, yeah, uh, Blackman got taken from me. But talk to me about Otani again. Why, why do you like it so much? You got a fly ball pitcher in, uh, in Australia against him who's been really bad this year. You've got – you know, just absolutely massive power from Otani. Absolutely has crushed right-handed pitching since he's come in the league. Huge stadium upgrade for him overall. Uh, love his spot in the order. Highest team total on the board. 
uh, first good matchup he's had of the year. I just I love the whole situation for him. I think that he's my favorite play in that game, pricing considered in all things. Um, obviously, Trout, I would expect to score the most fantasy points more times than not. But for today, considering the discount and the upside, I, I really like Otani. Um, I also think he's less likely to walk as many times as Trout is going to. Yep, I think that makes sense. And obviously the Angels offense, the one thing that's kind of nice about them, if you're talking from just a stacking perspective, not really on draft, like you get some of these guys a lot cheaper, right? You can, you know, get the guy like a guy like Angelton Simmons, who's cheap around the industry. Tommy Lestella, he's not cheap, what he, uh, you know, cheap what Tommy Lestella would be, but he's, uh, you know, cheaper in the stack, right? Rather than going to the Astros. And again, I think the Astros are a great stack. When you kind of stack them up, you're putting in Springer, Altuve, Correa, Brightman, like, uh, you know, money adds up really quick. So that's the one thing that's nice about some of these angels. You can kind of get some cheaper guys, Justin Bort, the bottom, bottom of the order, who despite being a top 35 hitter, man, bat and eighth, he's got some power. So uh, there you yep. go for Justin. Uh, good old Justin Bohr over there. He's a nice little cheap value play. Um, I took Nelson Cruz. What do you think of the Twins? That feels like a team that might go a little overlooked. It, I mean, those some of those power righties uh, you got there, you know, in Cron and, and Nelson Cruz. I obviously like taking in Minnesota. I like taking those righty bats that have power because it's a better home run opportunity. Eddie Rosario can crush the ball, so I just don't care. Like I'll, I'll take him no matter what. What's your take on some of these uh, Minnesota Twins? Love the Twins. Um, if it, it's it's hard because there's a lot of good stacks today and. The Twins are definitely up there. I, I built two, you know, shell lineups in the 555 before the show after doing my research, and the Twin stack was one of my one of my two big stacks. Okay, that, that, that I kind of like hearing that. I think that could be like the the quote unquote sneaky stack, I guess you could say today. Um, there's a lot of stacks today, Bobby. So I'm asking a really difficult question. Uh, rank the top five stacks for me. Like I know that's hard. That's definitely not an easy one. Are but... we are we factoring in raw points? Are we talking about uh, pricing consider draft like I, I, it's hard to answer that question because i do think that those that that's that's the big part of it is you know there's the raw who you expect to score the most and then there's the guys who are cheaper so they they're easier to fit in <laughs> yeah I, I, can you do both if you can do yeah, both let's for do us, that, yeah let, let's talk about it because i think that's i really think that's the key to this slate so i guess like raw points who, who's the top offensive top five I like the I, I do like the Angels a lot. They're they're not my favorite team to stack in general, but I just like the spot a ton for them uh, against Australia in that Baltimore bullpen. Uh, I I I worry a little bit like you know the Red Sox. I am fine stacking, but I I don't think Swanson's as bad as everybody thinks, and the Red Sox have let us down a bunch this year. I don't think their lineup is quite as good as everybody else does. Although they certainly have some some you know I love JD today as a as a one off individual play anyway. But um, if I had to rank them, I guess just in in raw order of I guess the guys that I'm using the most, uh, it is the Angels, Twins, uh, and then mini stacks mostly for me uh, of the Dodgers, Rockies, White Sox, and uh, two two to three mans of Toronto. That's sort of what I'm looking at today. All right, so uh, talking about the Dodgers, uh, obviously their offense is just insane, and I don't think they're going to have any ownership, and it's Anibal Sanchez, so it makes sense. Um are you, are you going to ride the hot streak with what the Dodgers are doing? Or, or is it a homer pick, Bobby? Because we all know you're a Dodgers fan. We all know how much you love them. Well, I literally almost won every single cent the other night because I just, that's just Justin Turner and my Dodgers almost got me there. I ended up ended up just missing the the first place there. But uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riding with it. It has nothing to do with the homer thing. It's This team is just absolutely loaded. It has a ton of power. They, you know, Corbin dominated them last night. It's going to happen with, with some lefties against them this year for sure. Um, and it's going to happen with righties occasionally. I more prefer a mini stack here, but I, I love, you know, look, Seager's going to start hitting at some point. I know he's been terrible. He's just so cheap. And I know he has been bad for us and all this stuff. I'm still going to keep playing him and riding it out. 
Uh, JT, they finally raised his price because he's on fire right now. He always heats up in May. I think it's no different right now this year. Um, so I like him quite a bit. So I'm just going to make a quick pick here. Yeah, uh, go right ahead and make your pick. I, I'll, I'll say what my pick was. I ended up going with uh, Polanco, right? Uh, I went with another twin. And if CJ Cron comes back, I guess I'm going to go with him and kind of get the uh, the three-man stack and then figure out my pitcher. Uh, CJ Cron will probably be available. and I don't see anyone going out of their way. So maybe I'll take a pitcher next, actually, instead. But um, go ahead. What were you saying? Um, no, just talking about the Dodgers. So, yeah, they're going to be much lower than they should be. I think Bellinger is still one of the best plays on the slate. I, I think I think he's actually a better play than Trout is um, tonight, personally. And especially because he's going to have zero ownership and Trout's going to still – people are going to try and jam Trout in. No one's going to try and jam Bellinger in hardly. I think he'll probably be about 5%. Um, so I like those two especially. And then, obviously, I mentioned Turner already. Those are my three favorites. Chris Taylor is a fine spend down if he's in the lineup. Peterson's a, I think Peterson's a good play. I just hate that they keep rotating him and Kiki. Um, and then Muncie, obviously, but he's a little bit pricey. It's just like everybody else, they're all a little bit pricey. So I tend to side with a mini stack with guys like Bellinger, Turner, and Seeger, and maybe play two of those three or all three of them. Are you worried about Bell? Oh, not Bellinger. Oh yeah. Are you worried about Bellinger's like injury that he had and just kind of that maybe halting like the streak that he was on and just kind of messing up his groove at all or, or kind of just getting in the way of him? I'm not really worried about it, to be honest with you. I think that he's fine. I just think that, you know, it's not like everybody's going to hit, you know, a home run every day and a double and walk twice like he has been, like he did the first month of the season. But I do, I do think what's happening with him is real. I don't think it'll ever be real to the extent that it was last month. Like nobody's that hitter, but he's going to, you know, I, I would say keep improving, but I think you're going to see, see more, you know, two week stretches where he does what he did or one week stretches where he did what does what he did last month. And I just want to be all over him as much as I can this year while he's at low ownership. Yeah, totally makes sense there. And uh, you know, I just got a phone call from my mom. And ho- this is, I haven't gotten calls all day long, Bobby. We're going to get calls all throughout the show. It's just bound <laughs> to happen. Um, totally going down. So uh, hopefully that's not the case, though. Hopefully we get no more phone calls interrupting. But uh, yeah, I ended up panicking and taking Eduardo Rodriguez, who, um, if you look at some projection sites, he's a pitcher we haven't talked about yet. And I know Seattle is a scary offense, Bobby, but he's grading out kind of well. You haven't talked about too much umpire data. He's a guy that is very umpire data reliant for me because you know how Erod is. He can absolutely blow up, and if he has a favorable ump, he can cruise. So um, I don't think we have the information on Erod yet, but any interest in him as a tournament play? I mean, I'll have some of them because I'm playing a number of tournaments, but I don't feel, like, excited about it. Um He's, I'll say that, Bobby, I'll say this. I love plate IQ rating and rotor grinders. I, I talk about it a ton whenever I do content. He is number one in plate IQ rating for pitchers today, which you wouldn't think, right? On this late, you would have thought it was someone else. It's because they have a high strikeout rate versus lefties. They also crush lefties. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, they also work counts and are patient, and he tends to struggle to stay around in games and work get his pitch count. He always gets his pitch count up. It just worries me a lot. Um, I actually think I would side way more with Seattle bats. Um, but I, again, I'll have a tiny bit of exposure because these guys in the mid range, like I don't, I, I want to try and pay down somewhere. and I don't feel great about, you know, I, I, I prefer Marquez, Marquez, I guess I would say over Rodriguez, but not by so much that I won't take a shot on Rodriguez. Yeah. One last try and sell on him. The price. Not a man. great umpire, by the way, for him. Oh, is it? It's bad. Oh, see that. Terrible. I- Not terrible. Hudson's probably like on the, like probably like 19 or 20. Dude, he's one dude. I'm like, oh, if the umpire is bad, I'm out. Like, it's just like, I can't, I can't do it. But uh, his price is really cheap. That was a guy, again, we, you know, y- you even discussed possible Dylan Kobe, right? Uh, when you're doing that, uh, I, I kind of want to try and find my way to maybe one of these mid tier guys. 
Yeah, and, but that's a huge price difference. Six points. Uh, yeah, I know. It's that's like that's the difference between that's more than the difference between Rodriguez and and Scherzer. No, I, I agree. Let, let's talk about another guy. And uh, Homer Bailey is someone that I'm sort of kind of intrigued in. I, I want to see what that Phillies lineup is. It's not what it was a week or two ago when it was absolutely nasty. We had some really like high strikeout guys, young players in the lineup. Uh, guys are you know back up and, and have gotten healthy. But Homer Bailey, if you look at his last four games. He has six or more strikeouts in each of those games. And the teams he played against were the Twins, the Yankees, the Indians, the Mariners. I mean, those are not offenses that, you know, you think are easy to cruise by. So um, I'm not saying Homer Bailey is, you know, the best play on the board, but I think it is price and getting in all those bats. I think you can get those strikeouts and maybe get through five or six innings, you know, give a run or two. And uh, I think he can pull it off. You talked about him a little bit. Uh, Tell me about Homer Bailey. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, a decent umpire, by the way. I hate taking pitch. I like Philly a lot in general, but this is a stadium downgrade for them. Um, I love their offense at home. They, you know, they've been another team that's been really good to me earlier this season, even though they've been streaky. Um, I think that they were, you know, there's enough. There's enough here for him to have a to go out there and put up 18 to 20 fantasy points, which is great. But I don't feel like it's like an amazing sure thing spot. I don't feel great about any of these cheap guys. I just think we can get, you know, maybe squeeze out 15 to 20 from one of these guys. And I think he's the most likely, uh, you know, followed by Rodriguez and then Kobe. But Kobe does have probably a little bit more upside because of how bad that that Toronto offense is. I'm just I've seen people work through, you know, you'll have 25 pitches through three innings and, and then three strikes at the same time against them. You see it all the time against this team. Um, they just haven't. I mean, I, what are their numbers? What are they averaging? Like one and a half runs a game off starting pitching. It's like ridiculous. Um, I yeah, don't know. The, I just the, think it's worth, worth taking a shot. Yeah. Like, uh, listen, I have a sour taste in my mouth from the Blue Jays uh, from early on in the season. We were stacking it. It felt like every day it was absolutely gross. Um, man, I don't want to really stack the Blue Jays that much. Uh, and hey, Kobe, listen, he kind of had like a little streak last year where he was solid, right? Um, maybe he can recapture that. Maybe he's had some struggles and he's kind of figured it out. Sometimes these pitchers, you know, they go through a slump and they, they change up their pitch, right? That's something you can kind of like look for. So that's something maybe I should dig in on too on Twitter. I can maybe check right now throughout the show because sometimes these guys like realize at the start of the year, hey, I'm not pitching well and I need to like kind of change some stuff up. And then they do that. So, uh, but I don't know. Kobe's not the greatest uh, greatest guy. But again, you're not playing him because you like Dylan Kobe. The reason you're playing him is because he gets you the bats. And uh, I actually have a tweet right here from May 5th. Kobe spoke about needing to use his cutter, which moves in the opposite direction of his sinker. So, yeah, he said he got whiffs on both of his cutters, and he threw uh, a perfect. Uh, he said he threw a perfect nine pitch first inning. So, hey, there you go. He's trying to do other things, right? And if pitchers are trying to do other things, they're trying to improve and change, and they could, you know, kind of get back to old form. So, I don't know, Bobby, does that have you interested? Yeah, I mean, I, it's I'm, I'm mildly interested. It doesn't feel great, but it's more betting against this this Toronto offense. The weird part is because of their prices and how bad they've been, I do also want to take some bats because of how bad Kobe's been. So it's just one of those weird spots where I'm interested in both sides of it a little bit. Um, I would be more interested in the Philly side too against Bailey, but it's not in Philly, and I don't like the stadium as much, and it's too big a slate and all that, Got and they're too expensive basically. Yeah, makes some sense. Uh, before we kind of get in and we're going to break down the teams and kind of talk about them uh, team by team, Bobby, um, don't forget, guys, we are running a promotion here. It is for free premium. We need 200 likes on the YouTube video. Head on over there, go to YouTube, and make sure to give us a like. Once we get 200 likes, we are going to have one of you get a free month of premium. Like I said before, we have golf uh, majors coming up. We have NBA content going on. We have MLB uh, you know, you get to read cheese as good as article. Uh, this is an awesome promotion, guys. If you just hit a like on the video, you can possibly get free premium. So please head on over and do that for us over here. 
Um, Bobby, let's break down the teams. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at it, but the first team up, uh, you know, they they have a Red Sox stack, and they have Kenta Maeda, who's a pitcher we haven't talked about yet. Um, break down this team. Uh, yeah, worry a little bit about Maeda. Um, I'm trying to look at the team on your. I guess I don't have your screen in front of me. I'm looking at the. Yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah, you could do it on yours it. too. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, which team I'm looking at? Uh, the first <laughs> team. Find the one with me. Yeah, but it's not the first team on mine. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, yeah. on my oh team. no, I'm I'm dumb. I had to scroll over. So let's uh let's go to the Granky team. My bad. Okay. No, no, no problem. Um, yeah, uh, I don't love Granky tonight. He does have a good umpire, but like I think that he, I think he he'll be fine. Like I I don't mind. I don't know where they took him. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense about where they got him. But uh, I, I do like uh, all the hitters they have they, they chose here. I think that every one of these guys individually uh, is definitely on some of my ro- one or two of my rosters. Santana being the least like, least owned only because he's at the same price as a lot of other hitters that I like. But definitely like the lineup. They don't have the uh, not correlated, but I do like all the individual hitters. Yeah, and I don't think you have to always correlate. If you're just getting all these power bats that you think hit home runs, that's perfectly fine too. My fear with Granky is the Braves, right, uh, Bobby? I don't love taking uh you know i don't love taking pitchers against the braves especially a guy like granky i feel like he's not the highest strikeout guy and like i want him to, against teams like the padres right uh you know that, that righty on righty um the, the braves just don't strike out a ton. so not not something i love today he's more slate specific but um yeah we'll, we'll have to see how that shakes up for him he definitely has a ton of power bats so uh he's definitely in play to take down some money here i'll break down the next thing we got verlander who's a phenomenal option then we got four you know pretty decent bats we got muncie mark reynolds uh harper and Desmond, I don't love the cores bats. I obviously wish you could get the other ones, but um, yeah, second cores is probably kind of difficult for him. Uh, what do you kind of think about that? Having Desmond and Reynolds. Desmond's my favorite play from the cores game in regular DFS. Um, oh wow, why is that? It's he's pricing related. He's really hitting the ball a lot better. Um, Lauer can hit, can give up some fly balls and pitches usually in a fly ball friendly park, and now is going to cores. Uh, Desmond is an extreme ground ball hitter. Uh, I think that there's some power upside and he's just been hitting lefties. Well, um, he's always hit lefties well, but he's been hitting the ball better recently. Uh, and I love that price tag on him across the industry. So I think that he's one of the better plays uh, from the cores side of it. Uh, obviously Reynolds is another guy who is not a guy who I, you know, I would prefer the other guys over him, but I, I still like where, you know, they have like the little mini stack. I like Harper and Muncie fine enough. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't think that I would, you know, again, I wouldn't try and get Desmond and Reynolds so much in this format, but I do like them in regular DFS because they are cheap exposure to that game. All right. Uh, let's head on over to the next team, Bobby. And uh, he's got Odorizzi, who that's a pitcher we haven't talked about against the bad Tigers offense. And then we got a bunch of home run hitters. What do you think of this team? Um, wait, sorry. Say that one more time. Uh, we have Odorizzi. He's a pitcher against the Tigers. We haven't talked about him. I, I, we're looking for cheap pitchers, right? Or uh, so. What do you think of Odorizzi as an option? Yeah, I like Odorizzi better than I like S- better than I like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. But I think that they're both like in the same, a little bit in a similar boat. I, I think they're both okay. The problem I'm having using them on the two pitcher sites is that you're not getting that much of a discount um, <laughs> from from the guys who I like a little bit better. Like I mean, they're 900 less on DraftKings than than Wheeler. They're 300 less than the Mar- Marquez. It's just a little bit of a struggle for me, although I don't, I, I do think I'll be using some Odorizzi tonight. Um, and then the bats are all like, these are guys who I think you could use, like, you know, they're terrific individual bats. There's no correlation again, but I love, I love VR tonight. Um, I love, I love Abreu, but I just think it's going to be hard to get him in. And then obviously we, we know everything I said about Trout, but I still think, you know, in this format, if you can get him, you definitely try and get him as early as you can. Um, and then Rosario just crushing the ball in a good matchup. Really like this team, actually, as individual hitters go. But I think we're going to feel that way about everybody tonight because there's a lot of good hitters out there. 
All right, we'll break down uh, two more teams. Before we do that, Bobby, uh, the Minnesota Twins lineup's out. Uh, it's Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Cron, Gonzalez, Garver, uh, Scope, the mouthwash, and then uh, Buxton. So there you go. I know you were looking for the Twins lineup. So just I was to- hoping for Adrian Endra in there just to get another cheap exposure in addition to uh, Marwin. Yeah, at a, at a shortstop position you probably don't love, right? That that makes sense. Uh, I kind of looked at I kind of looked at that idea as well because uh, I do think you're gonna have to punt some spots to get all these bats, but. Um, Next team up, uh, you know, we have a Red Sox stack here, which I, I think is great, obviously. You know, Moreland, J.D., and Benintendi. That makes a ton of sense. And then Paul Goldschmidt, he can always crush the ball. And then Kenta Maeda is a pitching option. Um, you know, your boy, I don't know if he's your boy, but he is your manager, uh, Dave Roberts. He always is the worst. Um, can we trust him tonight, Bobby? What would you kind of do with Maeda today? Because I do think he's not a terrible option, but uh, that leash is just a, too scary. It's been weirdly low, and he used to be the guy who was the safest. Like, it's kind of gotten strange, so I don't really know what's going on, and I think that they really – he just they, they don't trust him in his stuff right now. It's a it's a high-risk tournament play with probably not the craziest upside, but there there is enough um, to take a shot in it. I mean, if you extend that to 95 pitches or even if he's efficient, like, this Washington team isn't as strong as it was earlier in the year. No Soto, um, Rendon just coming back. So – it's fine. It's just not where I'm going to go on this giant slate. All right. And we'll break down, uh, we'll break down one more team here. Uh, we'll break down. Let's see. Um, I guess we'll do what uh, I think this team's great. HGT Forest team. He's the purple star. Uh, he has a Marquez. Uh, it's right next to yours. What do you think? Right between our, uh, what do you think of his team? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, oh, so I'd like a Marquez with La Stella Simmons, Calhoun, Betts, I love this team. It's a really good team. Um, I love the I, – I, I don't mind which part of the Angels order you really grab tonight. I, I like everybody in the lineup. Um, they're all kind of pricey in regular DFS, so it doesn't really – you're not saving much on anybody except for from Trout. Um, but I like I, – I really like this. I think this is a little bit of a different, you know, type of build for this thing. But I, I think that if the Angels go off, these guys all could have big games. Yeah, for sure. Let's dive in, and we'll do another draft here, guys. Starting this thing up. We'll if anybody in. wants to throw in QQs or thoughts on there while we're going, just let me know too. Uh, I'll take a look on at chat a little bit more. Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, throw in the QQs. That's a good idea, Bobby. Uh, QQs throughout the show. Devin, uh, I don't know if you're gathering those YouTube uh, questions, uh, but if you are, if people have put them in there, Devin, throw them in. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we want people hitting the like. We want to hit people hitting the subscribe on the channel. We want to give YouTube some love. So, uh, yeah, Devin, throw those in the, the uh, channel for us if you can. We're going to do MLB draft round two, Bobby. Ready to rock? Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, and create. Remember before it was like it got so rough there for a while to try and get even get into these. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll take time, right? Uh, you know, drafts back now. I'm sure people will be uh, jumping in, but yeah, you used to be tough, man. And Grant used to always be the guy that was always in him, right? Uh, he he had the quick finger, always getting in there. Yeah, that's right. All right, we got three so far. Uh, we got a QQ that just came in. Uh, what's your What's your favorite stack? We talked about it a little bit, Bobby, but uh, I guess let's talk more. We talked about like kind of raw point ones. I guess talk like more so like from the ownership perspective side. I think the ownership you don't need to worry about too much today in terms of stacks, just because it's pretty spread out. But I think that I would. I, I just I'm siding with Minnesota, uh, the Angels, uh, mini stacks of the Dodgers, Rockies, and White Sox. Um, and then the same thing, mini stack with Boston. Probably just taking one off from Boston, actually. And mostly it's going to be just JD um, as the guy I'm looking for. Not really as in love with Boston as some other people are, but it, it, totally get it. They could go off anytime. 
All right, here's a YouTube uh, question. Why did STL get priced down on DK? Any, any reason for that, Bobby, you think? The Cardinals, that's weird. I know that's one of my favorite pricing is you get the Goldschmidt uh, Carpenter. Hard not to play those guys at those prices. Um, it's like, is it too much respect for Trevor Williams? I don't know what it is, but it's, I mean, I know they haven't been hitting the ball much, so that's part of it, but, uh, and they hit the ball yesterday. <laughs> so I don't know. That was but obviously the pricing came out before that, but yeah, they are too cheap. Yeah. Um, here's another uh, question on that game. Are you on the under in the Pittsburgh-St. Louis game? Uh, I know the prices are good, but uh, any interest in the under? The under, and I'm just going to take a quick look at the uh, weather real quick in St. Louis. Um, I haven't updated it in a while. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it looks like it's 62, wind blowing in. Uh, I should probably check the, yeah. make sure you have your loss tool too as well. Not as great as it has been. Um, I don't know about the under, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I would take the under here. I, I do like some of these Cardinals bats. I don't really have a ton of interest in Pittsburgh outside of Polanco at a cheap price, but, uh, and maybe Brian Reynolds, but that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, I'm about to pick here. We got Trout went first. Arenado went second. I'm waiting to see who takes their guy next. I'm not going pitcher. Someone actually Luis Castillo three. So there you go. That was uh, the first pitcher off the board. Uh, what do you think about that Bobby? Uh, that's interesting. I, I have him right there. So I actually would, would have been, I, I think I would have him ahead of glass now, but it's really close. All right. I'm going with, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with story, man. I'm a big fan of him today. I, I like him against the lefty and Lauer. I think he's one that could hit one out. Uh, and, uh, we'll get back to the questions in a second. I want to look at uh, Ross weather tool. I don't know if you guys checked this out. The, uh, I don't know how much of you looked at it, Bobby, the MLB weather edge tool. It's a pretty cool, uh, awesome tool that, you know, kind of breaks down some stuff, uh, you know, increases the home runs, uh, total runs based on the weather, something to check close to lock. Obviously now it's 320. Uh, it, it always changes and it has the number of sample of games that it's based on too. But, uh, looks like there's going to be a lot of home runs in, uh, you know, that Red Sox game. There should be, uh, some runs in the, uh, in the Angels game. Um, let me see what else here. That, that twins game is looking good for runs and home runs as well. Cardinals game is down though, man. It's, uh, it's it down on home runs and runs and, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, w I won't give the rest away. I've already given a lot, but uh, guys, check that tool out. It's awesome. It's great for betting, too. I know we have people that like betting with the legalization of sports betting. Uh, that can be something that helps you out. Over-under betting is something that I think is uh, a market you can take advantage of if you're following things well, and I think Ross tool can help you a lot with that. Uh, how much have you looked at this, Bobby? A little bit. I haven't spent as much time on it, um, but I do get all the information from paying attention to the shows and then hearing the updates and um even so even if i don't look at it fully i end up at, i end up getting all the information every day anyway but yes i totally think it's a great tool to have people should be definitely utilizing it yeah I mention one quick thing with 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 the as far as the, the way that I, people should look at some pitchers on these kind of slates like one thing that's interesting is obviously wheeler's cheaper than the other pitchers he also has the highest k prop on the slate which is something that's interesting for a guy who's significantly cheaper than like verlander and castillo and Glasnow. and i just want to when, when those situations come up i tend to tend to side with those guys a little bit more just because I, I think those K props are really, I believe in Vegas and uh, you know, they have Wheeler with a higher K prop than I think these guys with thousand more. Uh, I'm going to side with that guy in, in a great matchup. Yeah, I do think you're right on the Wheeler call. I think he's a really good option. And I wanted to shout out the the, the guy at the end of the draft, uh, Trav1105. He got Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez at the end of the draft. I, I thought about taking J.D. or Mookie uh, earlier on, and I'd maybe get uh, one of those guys on the way back, uh, but I was a little worried I wouldn't. And man, Wait, J.D. was the fifth overall pick last time. Yeah, he was 2.1 on this one, Bobby. So he no, got I know. He no, he went further back, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, that dude, whoever has that, like you're set, man. Like you're gonna take uh, Mitch Moreland or Ben Nintendi, probably uh, Moreland. I'm assuming. I don't know where JD is listed, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm jealous of that team for sure. Yeah, he'll go Moreland probably or Bogarts and be in a really good shape. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I went with the Coors bats, and I'm hoping I can get Mark Reynolds to fall to me here. I'm sure he will. And one thing, if you guys haven't played the draft too much, if uh, if your guys out of the lineup, say someone gets scratched for the day, you'll get an update notification from draft. So. Uh, if you're worried about that, you know, say, oh, I got lineups to worry about. What if someone's not in the lineup? Uh, you, you say you're busy, you know, with work for the day. You'll get a notification sent to your phone. So, uh, you know, that's always a really good thing with the draft that helps you out with as long as you put your notifications on. And, of course, as I'm talking, Bobby, Mark Reynolds gets taken. <laughs> and, and and Blackman. Uh, so there there goes my uh, entire stack. Uh, I, I think it's – it's. oh, I thought, I thought Reynolds went before Blackman. I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't care about lefty lefty. You know, when you start getting Reynolds just in the raw points ahead of Blackman, something's wrong. Yeah, this is unfortunate. Uh, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take. Uh, I don't know. We'll go with uh, Bryce Harper has a good chance to hit one out. We'll go with Bryce. How's that sound? Yeah. Um. Oh, we got we got questions I want to get to. I forgot about that. Um. Here's one, uh, Bobby. You mentioned the White Sox stack. Who does he like, and uh, with which White Sox, basically? Uh, I like uh, Moncada. I like Alonzo's price, but I prefer Abreu. It's just expensive. Castillo is one of the best catching options on DK, I feel like, at 3.3, batting fifth. Um, those are the guys who I have the most exposure to, but if you want to round out a stack, you can throw in uh, Lurie. You can throw in pretty much anybody else from the lineup, but mostly it's those three guys who I have the most – I'm sorry, the four guys I have the most interested in. But obviously, can't play Abreu and Alonzo on the same DK lineups you can on Fantasy Draft and – and uh FanDuel. all right uh youtube chat question thoughts on hunter renfro i get it i'm not gonna go there as much myself i really like marquez i don't think i'm gonna be playing too many bats against him i think the only one i'll have a heavy exposure to is gonna be machado yeah there's a better chance i play uh, marquez over the padres I, I would agree with you on that um youtube qq uh max muncie one of your dodgers is he hitting two home runs tonight what do you think of his matchup i like the matchup for him um yeah, I don't know if I'm not going to promise he's going to hit two home runs. I, I think he's he's in a good spot. He's not he's not my favorite play of the day, but I definitely like him. Um, here's another one. Meadows is back. Is he in play for you today? Meadows should always be in play, but I don't think I want to play him against Herman on this slate. I guess, but in general, like I would never fault anybody for playing the guy. All right, and real quick, just so you guys know, uh, you know, if you do want to get in on these drafts, uh, they're always a good time. My name on here is Mangone. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you want, you give me a follow, and uh, you can jump in on the drafts that we're going to do. If you want to get in on future shows, too, uh, you know, be sure to tune in from the start. If I'm not on the show, sometimes it's Britt. Um, he's Britt Devine, B-R-I-T-D-E-V-I-N-E. Uh, give him a follow, too, right? Uh, I'm not saying because I want you guys to follow me, so I can gain all these followers. I'm saying so you guys can get these drafts. Uh, so yeah give me a follow give brit uh anyone that you see as the host of the show um they will be the ones that'll be uh the ones to follow for you uh and let me make my pick i got jock peterson here i guess uh we're just taking the guys at the top bobby because I'm, I'm too busy uh promoting everything and doing the questions but uh let's head on over uh to another question and i don't know if you can answer this i normally give these to roth bobby uh thoughts on the weather in new york um i'm not a weather man but yeah, I just I just say go to Roth, man. I, I just I kind of cop out and say, yeah, Roth has it figured out. He knows better than me. Is there something specifically they want to know about the weather with the Mets? Like why, the, you know, with the wind blowing out that it's only a seven total? Is that what the question is? Like, I don't understand. You know, I, I mean, it's 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 decent hitting. Uh, weather. He said, 
He said fade the Mets or Miami. That's kind of what he said there. Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, he, he followed it with fade Mets or Miami. I don't see anything with the thing. I, mean, I wouldn't play him anyway. Like, I like both these starting pitchers. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a game you want bats from. Uh, I'll definitely, definitely agree with you on that. Here's a QQ, and this is a good one. Uh, Carpenter or Reynolds at first base for cash? Who's your guy, Bobby? Um, Carpenter. I like Carpenter better. Um, it's close. I like Reynolds too, but I, I think I'd take Carpenter. Yeah, see, I, I'm lame. I lean just cores, but uh, are those prices different? I feel like those prices have to be off, and Carpenter's price. Carpenter's four hundred cheaper. Yeah, okay. So he must have some money to work with. I just thought maybe it'd be like six hundred or something like that. So uh, yeah. interesting. Um, let's see. Um, any more questions? They're probably the same on FanDuel about probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, they're different positions. Uh, Carpenter's third base over on FanDuel. Oh, that's right. He is, huh? So yeah, it's more of a DK question then. Yeah. Um, is Cahill worth it? Uh, Baltimore Orioles offense is not that good. Uh, any interest in a cheap option in Trevor Cahill? You know, I thought about this one a lot, actually. I think I'm going to end up throwing in a share or two. Um, but Baltimore's offense, I just want to point out, hasn't been nearly as bad as people think it has. We don't, it's not like last year where we could just take the starting pitcher or we can basically do what we're doing at the Blue Jays this year. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I don't feel really excited. Cahill hasn't looked quite as good. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he got through six pretty, cl- pretty, clean, innings, uh, pretty clean innings here. All right, uh, here is the next QQ. We have um, QQ, uh, how many times will Mike Trout let us down this year? Um, hmm. uh, I don't know how to answer that question. Probably, let's see how many games are there. So anytime he doesn't hit a home run. So basically, let's say he hits 40 home runs this year. Uh, I guess he'll, he'll probably disappoint you 122 times. Yeah. Well, will, will it be today? That's all that matters, Bobby. Uh, will, will he disappoint you today? I think he will. I think there's a better chance of him disappointing you when you compare him to the other top price guys at, with his exceptionally high walk rate, even in a great matchup, and factoring in that he's going to be the highest owned of all those high price guys. So here's my follow up question then: um, Is Trout on your Angels stack? I'm assuming he is, but I, I could see you getting a little crazy and, and not doing that. As of right now, on the Angels stack, I created he's not on it, but um i actually it's a full angel stack with bellinger as a one-off because i like the idea like i mean not that you need to get that creative on this slate but because there's so much the ownership's gonna be spread but like no one's gonna do that you know what i mean so all i need to do is bellinger to outproduce trout tonight and then hopefully get enough action from the rest of the baltimore team i like both stacks so i have a mini dodger stack with it so sort of all la thing but i will probably have trout in some of my angel stacks for sure all right, let me uh, let me throw in a home run. Mitch Moreland's a guy that can hit a home run today, so I'll throw him as one of my guys. Um, let's see the next one we have. Um, I see Dean QQ. Did you get my text? No, Dean, I did not see your text. What does it happen every time you guys are on the show? You talk texting each other. Did you get my uh, text? You know, it's like, <laughs> what is this? I, I yeah, I mean, I like to mess around with Dean. Uh, any chance I can. I don't know if he. Uh, I, I turned my texting off, so that was good. Uh, Dean, if you called me, it'd pop up on the screen and probably mess up the show, but um don't do that or else i'll find a way to derail the flagship so yeah let's not do that dean it's uh it's happened enough today we're coming for you if you do yeah i, I listen we'll, we'll 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 fly out to nashville we'll get some hattie bees together and then we will uh i don't know we'll find a way to you know ruin dean's day uh, that's always a good time uh someone's asking if i'm excited for WNBA. i am a little excited uh it should be it should be fun when that comes around the corner um, so by the way no no mark reynolds in the rockies lineup oh what's the rockies lineup you got murphy back in there uh, what, what's the? Do you have the full lineup for me? Can you read it to me? Yeah, it's Blackman, Blackman, Story, Arenado, Murphy, Desmond, Dahl, Hampson, Walters, Marquez. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's Carpenter then. No Mark Reynolds. Uh, that's kind of the way that you got to go there. Um, QQ. Oh, no, that was an, that is an answer of also why you don't want to play him in cash too. Like, I mean, he could have been, even if he did start today, he could have been pinch hit for easily. They have tons of lefties on this bench. Anyway, just throwing that out there. No, yeah, that, that makes some sense there. Um, I'm about to take my pitcher. Here, Bob, I'll just ask you. Um, I don't even know who to take a pitcher here. It's so ugly, man. I guess I'll go Montes or whatever. I'll go Montes. I, I don't really care. I, this team is dead. I don't have a good team. Um, here's a good one. Uh, what is the best sneaky stack for FDGPP? I mean, there's a lot of stacks that could be sneaky. Uh, no one's going to play the Dodgers, or hardly anybody's going to play the Dodgers. I like that one. Um I think that the White Sox will be under-owned everywhere. Uh, I mean, there's everybody's fine. Like, it's pretty much the same things. But then, again, get Minnesota, and I'm, I like Minnesota a ton. Yeah, so you like Minnesota a ton. Then here's a QQ about Minnesota. Any Jorge Polanco for you? I love him, and the price is crazy on DraftKings, which would be exciting, except for it really is hard to get all the big bats in. Um, I'm going to take a guy right here, by the way, with the last pitcher pick that I think is a decent option today. That Yeah, just, go right ahead. It's Domingo Herman. Like, I just think that the, the Tampa Bay lineup I like a lot, but they also have a huge K rate. And I think Herman could have a really, really good game today, and people aren't ready for it. There's a, now that I look at it, there's a lot of these guys in the 9K range. Maybe you don't, maybe you just forgo a lot of these 10K plus pitchers and just, just say, forget it completely. I'm building with the bats first, Bobby. I'm putting my bats in and then figuring out the pitcher from there. Maybe I'll uh, finagle my way into like a better pitcher throughout and like take like a downgrade like at one spot. But Dude, uh, normally I build with the pitcher first, but that's not the case today, at least for tournaments. I'm, I'm making sure to do that. I think cash games is a little different. Uh, you obviously want to get a, a good pitcher in there. I think try and find the right mix. And Wheeler might be that right mix. He feels like the guy that it could be for cash. Again, I'm not playing that today. Uh, playing some Showdown NBA. Can't wait for that. Showdown's been a lot of fun. And the whole playoffs has been fun. How's it been for you? What's that? Uh, the playoffs? Oh, yeah. it's been good. It's, I haven't played enough enough basketball. I've done well when I've played, but I, I've always seemed to be like one, you know, I took a shot with Embiid last night in like a pretty, pretty much a basically totally clean leather lineup in the 222 or almost clean. And that would have felt good because I had Collins and Hood and all the right guys just been good, but it's just not quite the big wins. How about you? Yeah, It's been really good, man. It's been awesome. Uh, last week hasn't been the best, but overall it's been like absolutely crushing i've loved it uh completely and we we have one last two game slate bobby that's tomorrow i believe so uh soak it in one last two gamer and then uh it's all showdown the rest of the way so uh I had, a, I had a guy who i do some coaching with wrote write me to this this morning that he won the 18 last night which was for 100 i mean it was 105,000 for first so i was excited i was thrilled for him he doesn't you know play as huge and then you know but it was a 55 way tie i guess so oh, okay yeah they're sweet but but I was like, wow, that's a, you know, he wrote it to me and I was like, oh, you might want to lead, lead with that part first next time. <laughs> Just- yeah, there, 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 there can be a lot of ties. Uh, that is the one thing, but man, it's been, uh, hey, listen, uh, whenever you, uh, you know, double your money, triple, quadruple, hey, that's still good too. And uh, 10X, 20X, it's awesome. So Absolutely. He went way over 100X. Yep, that, that's awesome to hear. Uh, but we got to get on out of here, guys. We got about a minute left on the show. So I just want to kind of mention the promotion that we have going on because I want you guys to get some Roto-Grinders Premium. Uh, Roto-Grinders Premium is awesome. I use it every single day. Uh, if you want that free Roto-Grinders month of premium, all you have to do is go over to YouTube, hit the like button. Once we get 200 people that like the video, uh, you guys are set. You are in the running for the premium. And I'm sure Devin has a way to figure out who the person is. So uh, yeah, just head on over there, hit the like button on that. And we got more shows coming up for you guys. This is just the first of many. We got Head Chopper and Stevie coming up next for the Yahoo show. I saw some Yahoo questions in chat. Uh, be sure to ask them that. They'll be able to uh, take that for you guys. And then we got the flagship show at 5 o'clock. That's with Dean78904. And that's with 
Grant, uh, your buddy, my buddy, we love Grant. And then we got the 615 show. We got Kevin Roth, we got Cheese is Good, and we got JSU doing the Crunch Time show, leading you all the way up to lock, Bobby. You going to be around for all that stuff? Absolutely, man. Ready for a big day. I'll be around too, hanging out and chat with the people. Should be a good time. Enjoy the basketball tonight. Enjoy the baseball tonight. And see you guys later. here back in the fantasy bar with six of my favorite plays on yahoo for the big friday night slate including some premium bats everybody under 18 dollars and a starting pitcher i think is drastically underpriced who are we talking about belly up to the fantasy bar and find out Welcome in, guys. Friday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back once again here in the Fantasy Bar with six of my favorite plays on Yahoo for this big 14 game slate. Got one early game. We'll leave that one out, but we'll try to identify six plays to help you win some money over on Yahoo. We'll also cover the Fandle and DraftKings pricing for each of these players and give you my thoughts there for everyone playing on those sites. So a little something for everybody here. But if you're playing on Yahoo, guys, make sure you get signed up using promo code GRINDERS30. If you haven't tried it out yet, now's a great time. Get that $30 deposit bonus on your first deposit. A lot of fun over there at Yahoo. Great offerings, great pricing. Double picture site over there, so a little different than a FanDuel, but lots of fun. Promo code GRINDERS30. Now, let's give you some plays you can use over at Yahoo. Let's start in the outfield with David Peralta, $17. So looking at his pricing across the industry, 39 on FanDuel, fine with that. 47 on DraftKings, a little pricey, but still okay, especially if you're going to go with the stack. But this guy's been on fire. Four multi-hit games for him over the last five. Two home runs in those five games as well. So we're getting some nice power from him. Also get the nice Woba. You see that number since the start of last season sitting over 400 and an ISO at 248. So a guy that does a little bit of everything. And Mr. Teheran, we know, loves to throw the fastball. 44% of the time, he uses that pitch against left-handed hitters. That's going to be a 409-weighted OBA for Peralta. So all the numbers look good here. We know Teheran always struggles with lefties this season. No different. Woba over 360, a hard contact rate at 44%. Love this spot for David Peralta at $17. All right, let's continue with some value. Big name hitters here at first base. Justin Smoke, $15. So I know recently been a struggle here. We always talk about recency bias. People that look at box scores, that's what's going to happen here with Justin Smoke. Nobody's going to want to play him with no double-digit fantasy outputs over the last couple weeks. But I think this is a spot where he can really jump out of it. Not only because the beer gut's telling me that. We'll get into some numbers here. But pricing-wise, 15 here on Yahoo, great price. 3400 on Fandle, very playable there. And DraftKings, he really stands out at just 4,000. So let's dig into some numbers here on Justin Smoke. Again, the box scores aren't showing it, but I'm encouraged by the numbers. Still a 351 weighted OBA this season against righties. 55% hard contact, a very big number, and a nine and a half high value hit rate against righties as well. So the numbers are coming, the production is coming. When you tie in last season, we're talking about a guy with a 246 ISO, a 373 weighted OBA. What I really like here is the pitching matchup and the pitch type here is what really stands out. Dylan Covey, 61% of the time, loves to throw that sinker to left-handed hitters. 
406, the weighted OBA for Smoke against that pitch, and a huge 288 ISO. Not only that, but Kobe struggled with lefties. 355 Woba, a lot of hard contact, and just an 18% strikeout rate. So Smoke, a guy that'll strike out a lot, and we can negate that with a guy who doesn't strike out a lot of hitters. Perfect matchup. I think Justin Smoke breaks out in a big way here tonight against Dylan Covey. All right, I promised you a starting pitcher I think is underpriced. We're going to go with Jake Odorizzi, just $38. Now when you look at Fandle DraftKings, I think he's appropriately priced. $9,100 on Fandle, $8,800 on DraftKings. I'm okay with him there, but I really like this Yahoo price, and I don't think it's caught up to how well this guy's been pitching. We're talking about over 30 Yahoo points the last two games. In fact, averaging 33 and a half over his last four, averaging 26.2 Yahoo points per game. We're talking about two matchups with Houston. The Yankees, who I know, they're injured, a little watered down, but still a pretty decent lineup. And the Toronto Blue Jays, who can put up some numbers. And now he gets the Detroit Tigers. And when you look at that lineup, eight of the nine projected starters, strikeout rates at 24% or higher. Even the ninth hitter, still over 20%. So every single bat, 20% or higher strikeout rate. And five of them, 27% or more in the strikeout department against right-handed pitchers. We've picked on this lineup with success many times. Mr. Canning was very good to us the other night. We're going to do it here again with the underpriced Jake Odorizzi at $38. Speaking of underpriced, one of the best buy lows in my opinion right now, Jose Ramirez, just $13. And this applies across the industry. Vandal, $3,400, a great buy there. DraftKings, maybe a little pricey at $4,500, but it's still a premium bat. And a guy that's starting to heat up, not putting up huge numbers, but hits now in seven of the last eight games. And we're talking about a guy that's been very unlucky. 208 is the batting average on balls in play. The hard contact rate sitting at a nice 44%. So the numbers are going to go up sooner rather than later when you tie in 2018. We're talking a 274 ISO and a 390 weighted OBA. And those are great numbers. The Babbitt there, just 233. So room for that ISO to be over 300 and that Woba to be over 400. So no way this guy can be as bad as things have gone. And I think Montas, a guy we can definitely pick on with left-handed hitters. 350 Woba allowed, an ISO right at 200. And just a 16% strikeout rate. Our contact rate over 40 could go on and on and on here. Love this price. Love to buy low on Jose Ramirez at $13. Now, I like that game. Let's go to the other side with six-pack. Hall of Famer Chris Davis, $18. So it's been a struggle, not only at the plate, but with injuries. And I'm expecting him back in that lineup. If not, we'll make the adjustments. Come on back. Check the comments section with the replacement. I'll hit it on Twitter as well. But I think he will be back in that lineup. So $18 on Yahoo. Love this price. Vandal, $3,800. DraftKings, $4,200. Great prices across the industry on Chris Davis. And we know right-handed pitching, he's better against righties. 290 ISO going back to the start of last season. Nice 366 weighted OBA. And we don't have a huge sample on Anderson. Very limited sample, but a lot of hard contact. A Wobet almost 500 so far. Two right-handed hitters. Love this game. I think you can stack it up. A lot of big names that you're buying very low on. But let's hope Chris Davis back here in the fantasy bar can get things going. It's been a while since he's hit a home run. He breaks that streak here tonight against Mr. Anderson. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? So let's get in that comment section. Let me know your beast tonight. And while you're there on YouTube, guys, if you enjoy the fantasy bar, very simple. Click that thumbs up button. really helps us out. And I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. 
Ladies and we're going to complete our outfield here with J.D. Martinez, $17 tonight's beast of the night. So a couple reasons we're going with J.D. here. First of all is the price. $17 really jumped out at me. That's way too cheap. Anytime he's under $20, hell, anytime he's under $25 on Yahoo, I want a piece of that. Plus, he's been good in this spot. Did well for us as the beast of the night the other day. So going to go back to the well here. I'm J.D. Martinez for that reason, for the price, and for the matchup. We talked about Chris Davis as a great righty-on-righty hitter. J.D. Martinez, one of the best, if not the best, righty-on-righty hitter we have in this league. 258 ISO, 415 weighted OBA form against right-handed pitching. And when you look at the pitch type, again, we're going to break things down into pitches. Swanson loves to throw that fastball, 64%. That's his pitch. Bad news here against J.D. Martinez. The Woba jumps to over 500. The ISO jumps to 439 against fastballs. J.D. Martinez in a tremendous spot here tonight. Underpriced, great matchup. J.D. Martinez back in the King's chair once again. My favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday on Yahoo. And for this week, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, you know what to do, hit that comment section right below the video. Also, can reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. Don't forget promo code GRINDERS30 on Yahoo for that $30 deposit bonus. A lot of fun over there. I hope you guys enjoyed me covering the FanDuel DraftKings pricing as well to make things easy on whatever site you are playing on. For rotogrinders.com, I am Bear Sansalu. Best of luck tonight, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday in the Fantasy Bar. Good luck. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos.
What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Yahoo Show for this whew, Friday. It's already Friday. Thank God it's Friday is what some people say, but I don't mind the week. But anyways, we're here. Got an interesting show for you today. I'm going to host this uh, Yahoo Show, and Stevie, I'm going to be joined by Stevie Wonder here in a minute. Oh, Stevie Wonder's <laughs> going to come in and join me, and, uh, and we're going to talk some baseball here. Big old slate of games here, about 14 of them tonight, so. Also got a very clutch playoff game out there, if you know what I mean. So you want to, we got all kinds of good sports activities going on. So Stevie, I'm going to bring you Stevie. Stevie, how's this, we don't get to do very many shows together, but uh, how's this baseball season treating you so far? Baseball season's been good. It's been a really good week, just in general. I had a really crappy slate yesterday, and, you know, a lot of people that I talked to you had a bad slate yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good week, been a good season, and I'm sure you're excited. You just don't have to do the show with Dean. Super stoked anytime I get to do a show and Dean is not on that particular slate of uh, hosts that day. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that, but uh, we actually, you're, you're actually a fill in today. You're a late fill in for uh we, we got a guy, we had to put him on the injured reserve, didn't we? Yeah. Boggs on the IL. Um, yeah. I, he was supposed to do a podcast with me this week too. So he's, he's on the IL. Um, I got called up from the minors. I'm, I'm back in the show. So I, you know, ready, ready to throw some heat. I mean, Tony's out there breaking fingers. Boggs is breaking something, and there's a, these are RG guys better watch out, man. We're I guess they're a fragile bunch. I'm an RG guy too, but I don't I don't fancy myself being that fragile. But anyway, we're here. And guys, before I, we even get cranked up on this slate, it's going to be a good one. We're going to build a lineup for you on Yahoo. I'm going to put it in my tournaments. It's my it's my tournament team, so don't copy it because you'll just be tying with me if we do happen to finish. But before we get into all that. We got a, a quick plug here I want to give you guys. So what we really want you guys to do during the course of not just this show, but the whole the whole show, all the shows today, we want you to go to that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Like the videos, and then if you can, subscribe to them. And we need to, we need to bump that up a little bit. That's our goal, is to get that active today. Now, you're not just doing it for no reason. We're going to incentivize you to do it. Uh, if you go and you hit that like button and then you go to the YouTube chat and tell them you hit the like button and leave your name, our producer is going to jot down those names. I'm supposing he's going to do it manually by hand. And at the end of this, if we can reach 200 likes by the end of the day, somebody's going to get a one month free premium subscription to Roto Grinders. I think I read that right. A one, a free month of premium that you're going to get just for hitting a like button and dropping your name in chat. It's that simple. All right, so that's easy stuff right there. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. I'm going to give you a little bit more. I don't know if you guys can pull it off or not, but I want 200 likes just during this show. We got about 45 minutes, 55 minutes left to get 200 likes. I want 200 likes during this show. If we can get that, we'll give you something. Here's what I'm going to give you. From my own personal stash, look what I got for you guys right here. See, this is this copy of Astro Ball. I've read this thing. It's a phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal book on, on the Astros and how they were built. There's some incredible stuff in there. There's a guy in there. Used to play DFS and lived out his dream and got recognized by the Astros. And now he's in the front office. And he's actually in a major uh, position of power here. So you can read about that. It's a good book. It's good stuff. If we get 200 likes, I'm going to ship that to a random guy who drops his name in chat. My you know, producer's going to put it down, and we'll, we'll get that taken care of. You know what else you can get, Stevie? I'm, I'm not finished, Stevie, and I don't want to throw you under a bus, man, but if we get 200 likes during this show right here, 
I say we give them a little free NASCAR package for this weekend. How about that, man? Yeah, we can give somebody a free package. Let's do it. Um, give them the package, bro. It's a good – we got a good set of races this weekend, don't we? Yeah, Saturday night race, tomorrow night. There's a truck race here in a couple hours. So, if they, if it happens quick, you know, we can you can get that information for trucks. I'll be in chat after this show and um, talking about tonight's race. Well, I'll tell you what, it, that's good. So, what you're going to do when you when you get, get a hold of Stevie's package there, most people do try to get a hold of that package, but – that's it's a big package job. I realize is when a guy has something in a marketplace like that, they're they're usually pretty smart about it. Like uh, I, I personally subscribe to a Brad App- Appley's MMA package because like there's not anybody out there I trust more with that info. He's super good. It's like having a. It's like what are the kids on the video games? It's like a some kind of video game superpower. What do they say, Stevie? When they're really. Like, I don't know, some button. You got some kind of free button there. Anyway, doing that. And Stevie with the NASCAR stuff, that's like free money right there. You know, when a guy's just that much better than everybody else at it. So, got to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Let me give you a chance if we can get some likes here. So, let's do that. Now, with all that being said, first and foremost today, we're going to win you some money on Yahoo, I think. Because it looks like a pretty good slate of games. So, Let's get on into it. I'm going to bring up my screen here. We're going to go to the lineup HQ first. I'm looking at MLB. I'm going to build a lineup on Yahoo as we go along, the one I'm going to use tonight. So I think we need to start off just by talking about pitchers. There's going to be 14 different games tonight, lots of pitchers, lots of things going on here. Let's just start at the top of the list here. I don't want to go one by one necessarily, but let's group these guys up. Starting with expensive guys, like $45 and more on Yahoo. Some of the studs out there. Give me some different ideas of some of these guys that you're you're looking at playing tonight in that high price range, if you are in the high price range, Stevie. Yeah, it's a good day to pay off in pitching, right? Like, there's not a ton of cheap options. There's a few guys that you can make a name, like, make a case for. But at the top, you know, for me, it's, it's Zach Wheeler um, in the matchup against Miami. Good ballpark um neutral umpire um he's just in a spot where not only do i think he provides safety but there's a lot of strikeouts in the miami's um lineup as well i do think he's going to be the most popular pitcher on the slate um and the other guy that i like at the top chop is castillo um i always like pitching pitchers in san francisco it eliminates a little bit of home run risk in that ballpark and castillo is a kid that has the strikeout ability and his biggest issue is the long ball. And if that's going to be helped a little bit by this ballpark, um, you know, those are my top two guys today. They're probably going to be two of the most popular guys on this slate as well. Fair enough. I I do actually, I like, I like those guys you mentioned and uh, I'm on it. So with that being said though, a lot of times what I like to do, and I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I haven't even decided we're going to decide here on the show, but I like to like go in that mid range. I don't like to go too low at pitching, but that mid range, a lot of times I feel like I can find guys in good matchups and uh, Vegas is telling me there's, there's low team totals. So I've, I've got that going for me. So I like to sometimes live on Yahoo. It's, I would classify it as the uh, maybe 35 to $45 range, something in that neighborhood. Is there anybody in that mid range of salaries that you're looking at and that really strikes your fancy? Um, I have a little interest in Pablo Lopez, $35 on Yahoo. Um, you know, the Mets have been really struggling at the plate. And again, we go to the ballpark. That's really nice in New York. Like the umpire is neutral. Um, 
he's probably my favorite in the $30 range outside of maybe Jake Odorizzi. The only concern that I have with Odorizzi is his reverse splits against a team that's pretty right-handed heavy. But, you know, he's been a guy that's been giving us enough strikeouts this season to make up for not having a clean game. So in that $30 range, like I'm looking at Odorizzi and Lopez, I guess, on Yahoo. Okay, that's definitely guys that I, okay, that's definitely guys I'm going to keep in mind for uh for my team. I want to go to the lower range. All right, let's look down below $35. Kits in Maeda is actually $34 on Yahoo tonight. The salary kind of jumps out to me. It's probably well, it's it is the lowest team total on of that range. I think it's the second or third lowest on the entire board, and it's definitely the lowest in that range. What do you think about Maeda? Well, I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey today um, to support my love for the Dodgers. Um, my my biggest issue with Kenta Maeda is the pitch count. You know, you have he has to be very effective in like 80 to 90 pitches. Um, he's just not pitching deep into games this season, so you need him to be effective. You know, I think a team like Washington that doesn't have massive walk rates maybe helps that a little bit, but. You know, considering the price, like like you said, he, he's cheap enough that, like on Fanduel and DraftKings, you're paying more for him. So maybe you're taking less risk here on Yahoo with the price. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting price on him, and but and the guys below him, thirty three dollars or less. Man, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing a bunch of high team totals against him, a bunch of uh, below average pitchers. There's there anybody in the cheap range that you could sell me on? If I really wanted to save money and just load up on hitting. I was hoping you would sell me on somebody. I don't see anything down there, child. <laughs> I just um, did my Ada. That's the only one I can tell you. I, on. Like, you, I, you can make a little argument for Lance Lynn. Uh, it's very small argument. Um, he's very good against righties, um, above average against righties. It's a very right-handed heavy team. But Holbrook is the umpire in that game, and he usually has a little bit tighter zone, so it kind of plays to the batters a little bit. So – for me, I probably don't go below Maeda on Yahoo today. If I was going to, if I was playing on Yahoo, I can't. I live in Florida, um, and I was making the 10 teams in, in the 10-entry max stuff. Maybe one of them has Lance Lynn. Okay. Well, I'm doing one team, and so I got to narrow it down to two guys. So judging by what we've gone over so far in this show and what I saw pre-show, my, I think one of the guys is going to be Pablo Lopez. You, you know, you kind of sold me on that one. Uh, and I like those guys in that price range. So let me pull up my Yahoo page here and uh, look for Pablo, 35 bucks. I'm going to plug him. I can always come back and, and change things up. So I, my second pitcher is one I want to spend up at. Now, narrowing this down here, I need, uh, we need to, to do this. It's going to be down and the prices are all similar. And have a lot of interest in these three guys. And I only want to choose one in this range. Glass now against the Yankees. Castillo, who you're, you're high on. And Zach Wheeler with a fantastic matchup and an incredible, like an under team total of three for Miami in this matchup. So those three guys, Glass now, Castillo, Wheeler, which one would you prefer we put in this lineup? Um, are we building more, we're building more of a tournament team, right? I play in tournaments, man. Let's let's stay away from Wheeler then. Like let's okay. let's fade the he's probably gonna push thirty to forty percent on Yahoo today against Miami. 
just looking at it, like Glass now is probably the lowest own um, with probably the toughest matchup against the Yankees. So let's go in between. Let's go Luis Castillo in San Francisco. He has the strikeout upside. And we're projecting him around like 9% right now. And I, I can get behind 9% Luis Castillo. All right. I'm down with that. I'm going to plug him in. We can always go back, circle back later on if we need extra salary or we have extra salary. We want to upgrade Lopez or something. We can circle back later. So uh, next up, we need to go to hitter. We need to go to the catcher position and, and see what stands out for us. So run down some thoughts on some catchers today in general uh, based on these matchups. Yeah, I think anybody that ever has listened to the podcast or listened to me talk about baseball, catcher is where I try to get as much money as I can. I'm I'm taking the cheapest guy. So going to be looking at one of these $7 catchers that's just in the lineup um, and, and, and taking one of these guys. I like Tucker Barnhart. I'm hoping he's in the lineup he, on Yahoo. He's 7 bucks. We talked about that ballpark. It's not the greatest ballpark, but him or Francisco Cervelli would be my kind of catcher here today. Um, it's just top. I like to save money at catcher. I, I like to pay up at other spots. And if I can take a guy that's min salary, you know, we can make an argument for JT Romuto, all those guys up at the top. You can always make an argument. They're always way above the rest, but it's not like Gary Sanchez has a good matchup today. Um, like one of the best matchups on the board today is probably Jonathan Lucroy, and this price is ridiculous on Yahoo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look cheap um, in that seven dollar range. All right, so then let's uh, let's do a little placeholder here. Let me plug in Cervelli, just to hold right. it over for us until we figure out what exactly that may be the guy we go with, or or we may go somewhere else. But uh, we're going that's pretty good stuff there. Is there anybody else int- uh, like if if a guy did have uh, any interest in spending up at catcher and you they were just looking for the you know the best possible outcome there for some guys you might be able to recommend. Yeah, at the top um I I don't really love any of the catchers that are like super expensive today. Um really tough matchups. My favorite would probably be JT Romuto against Homer Bailey. Um but kind of going maybe in that mid-tier Wellington Castillo against Hudson. Hudson's not that great, and I do like the White Sox today. So, you know, he's interesting. And I and I just kind of, you know, catcher's a spot that I like to save money. So, like, if I could play Castillo instead of paying, like, $20 for Torinos against Lance Lynn, I'll, I'll do that. Fair enough. Next spot we're going to go to is first base, where you usually find some slugging. Before we get to first base, I want to circle back real quick. And uh, take a look. I got. I forgot. I had Kevin Roth's weather page opened up here, man. You can't start. A, you can't start off looking at no baseball research without checking out uh, the weather, right? Because you just never know. So, actually, I'm pulling it up, and he made some updates this morning. And I'm sure he's going to come back here later and give us some more updates. But L.A. Baltimore, he says it looks like a delay, but might might probably play. Update on. Uh, New York, Miami at my at New York looks like it's lower risk. He's got it as a yellow orange. Typically, until he gets to a red, I don't really worry about it too much. So, so far, I think we're going to be okay with the weather tonight. We've had some issues all over the country, man, with some weird we- weird weather, man. Some places are snowing and freezing, and some places are getting a lot of rain. Houston's getting a lot of rain, but that's a roof, so we're not really worried about that. But just goes to show you, the weather is always something you need to keep on your mind. But I think we're clear today, so. I think we're back to first base, man. 
What are we doing at first base? We got some high-priced guys and some good matchup. Hoskins is on. Josh Bell's on fire. Hoskins is on fire. They've got good matchups today, but they're super high-priced. Where are we going at first base? Who's some guys that stand out to you? Man, all these guys at the top are just really good spots. You know, Hoskins, Bell, Abreu, uh, E5, all in really good spots. But a couple guys that are, are standing out to me that we can potentially save some money and still get upside is Rowdy Tells uh, for Toronto against Dylan Covey. Kobe, a guy that struggles with lefties, throws a lot of sinkers, tells, hits, you know, he profiles really well. Justin Smoke, another guy. Both the Toronto first basemen are very interesting to me today. Um, so I, I like those guys if you want to if you want to save some money. And Yonder Alonso, you know, he, he's 12 bucks. You know, as much as I like Jose Abreu, I don't mind taking Alonzo at 12 bucks instead of paying 21 for Abreu. So Bell is probably my my favorite play at first base just because of how he's hitting and he's facing Wainwright. But I like tells because he gives us the upside and I'm still saving enough money where I can still spend up at, you know, second short and third and, you know, gain on the field there. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, also some guys I was looking at before the show is the, the angels. I'd love to get some exposure to the angels without if you, sometimes you can't pay up for Mike Trout, obviously the best hitter in the lineup. Well, you can do that at first base. Well, you know, it's a tournament option, but you could take a guy like Justin Bohr or, or somebody in that range and, and do that. But uh, sometimes you want to spin up at first. I don't know how this lineup's going to take us. I don't know if we're going to have enough to spend up to one of the elite guys. So for the time being, let's plug in the tails play. I like that play. I like that matchup. I love that salary. And then uh, at the end of the day, if we got some extra stuff left over, we can always upgrade if we want to. So now we need to go to second base. Uh, it's become a position that has a lot more power over the years than it used to. So and we've got some good players tonight and some good matchups. Give me your thoughts on some of these second basemen that are floating around out there. Yeah, you know, obviously, like Tommy Lestella batting leadoff against Dan Straley. He's super expensive, but he's he's just a guy that's just weird uh you know when we when we think about it chop we never thought we'd be talking about tommy the stella you know hitting home runs but he's just he's completely changed the way that he is hitting the baseball and you know his launch angles and stuff so he's really interesting the red sox are really interesting you know michael chavez um at the top you know he's just so expensive on yahoo that he should have very low ownership for a red sox bat and then, you know, in the mid-range, you know, Robinson Cano, I know he's been struggling a little bit. He's kind of going up against our pitcher, so I don't know if we necessarily want him in this lineup. And if you want to save a ton of money, you know, Jason Kipnis, who should be batting up, up towards the top of that lineup, is min salary on Yahoo today. Yeah, Kipnis, Kipnis all, all, already jumps out because if you're looking in lineup HQ and you're building your lineups from there, he's got the, uh, he's got the rainbow working. He's got all the colors working next to his name, so – you know, that's always a good sign when that happens, but ah, this is a tough one. Let's, uh, you know, I like some of the similar guys to you. Man, 20 bucks for Listella. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to click. It's, it's really hard to click Tommy Listella's name when, when he's one of the highest priced guys. On it the is, and I would love, I'd love to find a little way to get, get something going against Dan Straley here, but boy, that is a lot of money. So I think, like, not to interrupt you, but, like, what you have to realize, too, is Tommy LaStella is 20 and Mike Trout's 26. So, yeah. like, we're we're eventually going to get to the outfield and we're eventually going to want to spend up for Trout. Um, he's yeah. the top overall hitter on the slate. Correct. So, for the time being, we won't play LaStella. We got about 15 bucks per player. So, 
let's stay in the mid range here looking around at things let's well let's just go lower for right now let's just take advantage of what they're giving us which is jason kipnis at seven bucks yahoo does this sometimes they slip you some really good players at like seven dollars and allow you to have a lot of flexibility in your roster so for the time being let's save all the money right there let's plug in kipnis and you know eventually if we like the hitters we can always circle back and upgrade to a, a really good starting pitcher over pablo lopez so you never know how that's going to play out so We'll plug in Kipnis. That's going to leave us with 17 bucks left per player, so lots of money to spend out there. Now we go to third base. Bunch of power hitters here. I mean, you always, some of these matchups are – this is what you live for here. Uh, you got Arenado against a left-hander. I mean, you know, I don't want to tip my hand here of who I'm going to put in the lineup, but when Arenado faces off against the left-hander, I usually plug and play that guy. <laughs> so we were joking yesterday on the podcast that like I said that Arenado is going to take Holland deep. It doesn't matter if it's snowing or whatever. And <laughs> it's a home run off him as it's snowing. Um, it's just Arenado against the lefty is just one of those automatic things that you look for in cores. It's just a bump. So he's obviously my top third baseman as well um, to kind of give a couple other options. Um, I, I do think we play Arenado. We have the money. We've been kind of fidgeting around with saving some money. Um, I, I like Rio Ruiz against Trevor Cahill as a kind of a sneaky third base play. Jose Ramirez's price stands out to me on Yahoo. And then one of my favorite plays today um, is Vlad Guerrero Jr. The hype is kind of buzzed off of him. I think Vlad gets his first home run tonight, and I think he has a multi-hit game. I think he's going to get two firsts tonight. Um, and I, I think this is a really good spot against Dylan Covey to – let that hype be away and let's just load up on this um, young. He's super talented and they gave him the day off Wednesday. They were off Thursday. So it's nice. Like you got a couple of days to reset chop. Yeah. And there, like you said, there's some good options down there and, and you're kind of like at a, uh, a spot here where it's opportunity cost though. You know, unfortunately we've got, we've got Arenado there. I, I'm not going to get, I don't think I can get away from that, even though there's some other good spots there, but. Just looking over some of the Lauer numbers. He's a left-hander trying to go into Coors Field. Arenado, I don't even have – Arenado's numbers are through just astronomical against lefties his entire career. Facing off against Lauer. Lauer, over the last couple of years, 40% hard hit rate, you know, generally speaking, four-and-a-half plus Sierra and XFIT. Those aren't necessarily good numbers at all. These are This is in, like, good ballparks and stuff. Now he's going to Colorado. I just think uh, – Saying Arenado's the guy, man. Got it. Got it. We can't. We can't fool around with this one. If he goes off in double dongs, you're gonna have to have him in there anyway. And he's one of the guys at the top of the list that have that capability tonight. So we're plugging him in there. Doesn't really do. Uh, yeah, we're not really struggling on salary here. We still got 15 bucks left for a shortstop and some outfielders. So let's go to that shortstop position tonight. It's typically a spot where you can save a few bucks if you really wanted to. There's a few power hitters in there, but. Nothing that really jumps off. So give me some thoughts on some shortstops here. The guy that jumps out to me the most is Trevor Story. You know, for all the same reasons that like, we like Nair Nolan Arenado. Um, I don't think he's a must play today, though. I, I think he's a really good play if you can make it work. Um, Xander Bogart stands out to me as well. You know, Swanson struggles with power righties. He's going to run into... I'm kind of sad. I was kind of hoping Bogarts was going to hit fourth today and Mitch Moreland was hitting um, fifth, and then they would run three strong righties up against um, Swanson in a row. But I like Xander, and I like Story, but how can we ignore the price on Corey Seager? I know he's been struggling, but 
he's a really good hitter. And, you know, this is the time of the season where we start to see like guys break out of that early season funk. So Corey Seager and even a guy like, if you want to go super cheap, like Cole Tucker, um, if you want to punt shortstop, but I don't, I don't love that. We've, we've, we've saved some money in other places. I don't think we have to necessarily do that with this lineup. Yeah, this is a tough one because the two guys you mentioned are the, are the two guys near the top of my list. It's Trevor Story because he also puts up those astronomical numbers against left-handers, and we know Lauer is just not going to – I don't think he'll be too effective tonight. So you can get that one-two punch in the middle of your DFS lineup with Story and Arenado. That's always good. But, man, you're passing up on a $12 Corey Seager, 12 bucks. It's a great matchup. The Dodgers are typically a very – under-owned and underappreciated offense because they play late at night out there on the West Coast. And, man, they just keep – they just produce. They just uh, – there's a several guys in this lineup who I really like, and we'll get to some of them in the outfield here in a minute, namely Jock Peterson. But Corey Seager, man, 12 bucks or Trevor Story, 23. Do you have a lean on your team? Which one would you go with, Story or Seager? Um, I want Trout. Like, I feel like you're going to want Trout, too. He's, like, the top hitter on the slate. So, I feel like if we're going to get Trout, we're going to have to play Seager. All right. Let's plug in Seager for now. If we have some money left over, we can go back to story or we'll figure out something to do with it. Outfield. Let's go to outfield right now. You mentioned <laughs> the number one guy. Sell me. I mean, you don't really have to sell me, but sell sell everybody on why they should pay up. Not just on Yahoo. He's 26. Very reasonable price on Yahoo. He's, he's actually below Bellinger. He's in the same line, uh, same range as a lot of the different outfielders that aren't even nearly as good as him. But on any site where he's really big money, sell, sell the people on Mike Trout. You know, anytime we're looking at DFS in general, we're looking for home runs most of the time when we're paying up for guys. And when we look at Dan Straley since the start of last season, 47.2% fly ball rate, 43.6% hard hit rate, with only a 16% uh, soft contact and a 16% K rate. So he's not getting soft contact and he's not striking guys out. He's getting bats. He's hitting bats and he's, and the balls are coming off hard. We've taken him out of Miami chop where, you know, that's where he kind of benefited from being a fly ball guy. It's not the case anymore. Dan Straley is a top target every time he's on the slate now. And we get one of the top three hitters in baseball um, against him here. Like we, we just, we play this matchup. Yeah, I would, uh, we're going to talk about some stacks here in a little bit. And uh, we keep that in the back of our mind, what you just mentioned about Dan Straley, because I think it makes the Angels an incredible stack. But we'll talk about that here later on. Right now, I want to kind of put together a shell of this lineup and then see, see where we can go from there. But Mike Trout is definitely a guy I want to play. I've plugged him in. That leaves us two outfield spots with 12 bucks left per player. Good thing about Yahoo, there's always cheaper guys that we can turn to that are just underpriced out here. So uh, generally speaking, even if I wasn't worried about the price tag, what are some other guys in any range that you that you really like tonight? Yeah, if you're playing on Yahoo today, um, I think you need to have J.D. Martinez in your cash lineup. Um, he's like 17 bucks. Um He'd be one of the first guys I'd, I'd plug into my lineups just in general. Like that price is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, Mookie obviously is priced up a lot higher, but there's no reason JD should ever be like, I think he was like, I counted it before this. Like, I think like 25th overall outfielder. And you look at like who he's priced around and it's just crazy that he's, he's that price. So 
Um, JD Martinez obviously super stands out to me. You know, I'm not seeing a ton of guys as far as like the cheap end guys. You know, we we've continued to play Jackie Bradley, JBJ, and you know he's just not producing. Um, I like the the Cleveland cheap outfielders, Cargo Bowers is not as cheap on Yahoo, but those two guys kind of stand out to me as nice value savers. And uh, one other guy is Billy McKenney. You know, he was on a guy that profiles really well against Kobe. It's a smaller sample, but, you know, he's really cheap across the industry as well. Okay, so I'm going to plug in J.D. Martinez because uh, that is way too cheap for a guy of his caliber. That would leave us an outfield spot in the shell lineup for with $8 left over. So there's plenty of guys in that range we can turn to. Looking at Yahoo pricing, $8 or less, who are, who are some of the guys that stand out to you? Yeah, like I said, one of those guys, probably Cargo. Um, I know he's nothing like what he used to be, but Frankie Montas is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact to lefties. He does not generate a lot of soft contact. He doesn't have a soft contact pitch against lefties. He doesn't throw a lot of change-ups. He doesn't throw a lot of splitters or curveballs. You know, he's, he's a sinker guy, and it, it's just he doesn't create a lot of soft contact with that pitch. So Cargo would probably be my favorite in that range, but JBJ always has the, the potential for RBIs. Um, but if I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably take Cargo, better lineup spot, and he's on the road. Okay. So before I even get to that spot then, Let's let's do this right here. Do you know anything about the the opposing pitcher for Boston today, Swanson? He's a new kid, fresh meat here. Do you have any info on him that might that might sway us one way or another? Because we're about to talk about stacks anyway. You might as well get into Swanson and tell me what you think about the Boston stack. Yeah, the Boston stack's interesting as far as the righties go. Um, it's a small sample, but everything we've seen from Swanson so far is he doesn't have an out pitch against righties, and he's trying to use his fastball. His fastball is just being <laughs> obliterated across the field, um, and he's just he doesn't have that strikeout pitch. So he has a 13.6% K rate against righties. He's giving up a lot of hard contact with a lot of fly balls. So, like, Betts, J.D., Bogarts, Chavez, um, all very interesting. So, like – he's been better against lefties chop. He's been able to get a little bit more soft contact and a lot of more ground balls against lefties because he's been using his change up a little bit more against lefties. But, you know, when we're looking at JBJ, he's been, he's struggled big time this year. So, you know, you're just, you're waiting for him to break out and have that game. And you're just kind of hoping that the RBI potential is there when you have a team that, you know, has one of the highest implied totals on the slate. Yeah, fair enough. So I think the things you just told me make me want to lean towards Cargo then for this last spot right now. And we'll plug him in. But now I want to, you know, that's definitely not when I hit the submit button. Now I need to go back and fine-tune some things. So we've got a lineup, filled it out. we got $0 left, so we're not going to upgrade necessarily. But I need to know, you know, we're in tournaments. Always a, an interesting thought to want to put a three-, four-, or five-man stack out there. So let's talk about some stacks here. So we pull up the Vegas odds here on RG because that's the, pretty much one of the first pages that I typically look at whenever uh, I start my research is it's nice and neat and lined up for us here. And uh, I just kind of go by there and I sort by projected runs. The top to bottom, the, the highest projected offenses against the, those pitchers today. So 
looking up in, at some of the top, who are some of your top stacks on the day? We talked a little bit about Boston. You, you mentioned that, but what else stands out to you? It's really hard to stack the Angels just in general. Um, but, like, I, I feel like we need to try to make it work today. Um, you know, lestella has been different. Trout's there. Otani being back and Pulhos kind of being out of the lineup, I feel like helps the lineup today. Hate playing Albert Pulhos in general. Um, and you can make a nice little four or five man with Goodwin, Calhoun, Simmons, you know, however you want to mix up those top, you know, six guys and, you know, good old top 35, Justin Bohr, um, who phenomenal. I don't know what got into that guy, but like he hit the ball so well last year at the beginning of the year. And he's just, I don't know if it's mental, but he's been struggling, but I like the angels. Um, I really like the Blue Jays today. They're they're the stack that I'm going to be probably way overweight on compared to the field. Um, I, we talked about Vlad. We talked about Tells and Smoke. Gritchick and McKinney, they all profile so well against Dylan Covey. And Covey just doesn't miss bats. So I hate stacking Toronto because they always disappoint. But, man, this is a spot that, like, I just – I can't pass on stacking the Blue Jays against Dylan Covey. Yeah. Definitely. The thing about Toronto is they're kind of lingering down there in that second or third tier of team totals. And so they're going to go teams like that go like the first thing you're going to see is just, just how I sorted it. They're going to jump out at the angels are going to jump out huge team total tonight against Traley. That'll be a popular stack. Then they'll look at Colorado, always in Colorado against left-hander. That'll be a popular stack. So I can almost avoid things like that. And even Boston, second highest team total on the board against Swanson, popular stack. So all we did, we didn't stack it. We just kind of one off what we thought would be the best hitter in those lineups anyway. We got Trout in there. We have uh, J.D. Martinez in there. We have Arenado in there. So we just one off. So I'm kind of looking down there. Can I find a stack that is going to be underappreciated, like a Toronto or even a Dodgers or something, and, and can I make that happen? So at a reasonable price tag. So, do you think that looking at our lineup right now, we have uh, we should maybe take some guys out and maybe try to put in a few other Toronto players? I mean, that's always a possibility. Like you could remove guys like Kipnis or or whoever you know, Seager, whatever, and you can try to make it like a you can kind of manufacture a little stack here if you really wanted to. Is it worth it, or is the pricing just so sweet on Yahoo today that man, this lineup looks really good? Yeah, just kind of looking at it like we have so many good pieces from so many good offenses tonight, so it's really tough. Like you'd kind of want to maybe work a stack, but I think the only way you're working a stack like today on the slate is you're taking Trout out of your lineup, and I don't know necessarily if I want to do that um, as far as like a stack goes. And the other thing about Yahoo you have to remember is two of the best hitters on the Blue Jays are both first basemen, and we can't play them both. Um, so we can't get smoke and tells in there, you know. So Sogard's expensive, so we're not really gaining anything there. Um, and Grichik, Grichik is interesting at 14 bucks, but with JD being 17, like, do I want Grichik for 14 or do I want JD for 17? knowing that I'm still going to be able to keep trout. So, you know, a single entry team, I, I like what we built. Um, I would certainly roll it out there tonight um, if I was playing on Yahoo, but 
I like to stack. I think, you know, especially on a 13 game slate or 14 game slate, there's more chances of a stack winning than, you know, trying to get one off. So it'd be more about roster construction. We'd probably have to get rid of Trout or JD or both to make a stack work. Yeah, I really like what we did in this particular lineup. So as far as this one is concerned, uh, I'm probably going to use something like this. I, I may I may end up changing something, maybe a catcher if, if, no, if somebody else pops off the chart to me later on in the day. So, but I, I like that. But for the sake of the show, I want, let's do one where we do stack a little bit. So I'm going to, I can clear these guys out and then we can focus on, on a little stack. Cause that's really what a lot of people do. Most people do in tournaments now. And that's kind of been proven to be the best way to, to do the big stuff, the big entry stuff. So before we get into that, I want to remind the chat, if you have any questions, fire them off. We're probably going to have some extra time left later on in the show. And maybe I'll get to them and we can answer some of those questions. Also, don't forget about the big promo here, man. Hit the like and, and then subscribe. Hit the like button on YouTube and then subscribe to it. Drop your name in chat after you do it. You're going to be eligible. Our producer is going to pick a random person out of there. You're going to be eligible for prizes. Number one, if we get to 200 likes on the whole day, you're going to get your free premium for the month. If, if we can somehow muscle up a bunch of likes just during this show, you're going to get my book, man. This is my book. I didn't write it, but I read it, though, so you're going to get that from me. And Stevie's got a NASCAR package for you, but but we got to get those likes during this show for those two. But you can always get the free premium. Just hit the like button and then subscribe on YouTube, and we're good to go. So let's stack a little bit, man. Let's, uh, when I stack, I usually kind of start to look for my stack first. I can fill in with pitchers later. Um, then I can either, either do a double stack or I can one-off a bunch of hitters at good price tags, what have you. But – First thing I want to do when my mind is set on stacking and I'm multi-entering is to find my four or five man stack, whatever side I'm on and whatever's optimal. That's what I look for first. So I've already mentioned you can start off at the top here and you're looking at the Angels. There's over a six implied run total against Straley. You got to love them. But any, any team coming in over six projected runs at the top of the board like that is going to be popular. It's always merit to fading that. You got Boston against Eric Swanson, another team. Six, uh, they're, they're almost six runs projected for them, and they're sitting in that second spot, and they're at home. Boston at home is usually a pretty popular spot anyway for people to go to. Colorado at home, especially against a pretty weak left-hander, always going to be popular. So after you get those three, now those three, we, we know that they're great, but what do you think about them as far as stacking them in tournaments where – they're probably going to be popular. Yeah, I think another thing that you always have to look at is like, all right, we have so many teams in good spots. Which bullpen stinks um, is very important. And like Baltimore's bullpen just stinks. Like their home run per nine is, I think, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.4 higher than the Marlins. The Marlins bullpen is pretty bad as well. Um, but the Baltimore bullpen has just been so bad. So we already have a team – that has the highest implied total plus facing one of the worst starting pitchers on the slate. And then the bullpen stinks. So, you know, obviously that makes a lot of sense. Um, the Mariners bullpen has not been great. So, you know, you were talking about Boston. So they, you know, obviously they haven't been that great. Um, you know, it, it's tough to kind of figure out like one top stack today. Cause there's just so many good spots. I think this is a good day to, maybe go three and three, three and four um, type type of stacks. But, you know, I go back to even like the Blue Jays, the White Sox bullpen this season, 
Um, they are the fourth worst. So they're right up there as well. So the three stacks that we've been talking about, the Red Sox, the Angels, and um, the Blue Jays, all those bullpens stink. So it's not helping us any chop, uh, you know, when we're looking at trying to find a tiebreaker. So when I get to this point, now I'm looking at roster construction. Which stack can I make the best? And I feel good about the roster construction is where I'm at now. Okay, so with that being said, uh, another thing you could do is look at those teams, and we've already mentioned it because we took it on the other team. You could say Straley, Swanson, Lauer suck, some bullpen suck. We could one-off what we think are the best guys. Just so happens they come in at reasonable prices on Yahoo, and we can build a stack around them from one of the teams beneath them, right? So generally speaking, making a decision here, I think – we should one off Mike Trout again, JD and Arenado, and we and we take one of the other stacks beneath them and build around. What do you think about that? Let's do it. It's gonna be tough. Uh, we're spending all of our money here, so we can do um, it, man. We can do hey. anything we want. Well, the, the thing about stacking is there's really not a right or wrong answer to it because uh, you're just looking for anomalies anyway. You're looking for a pitcher to go out there and uh, to have a poor game like out of nowhere. Uh, you're ha- you're looking for a bullpen. You just need a, a one guy to come in out of the bullpen after your pitcher gets roughed up and have a terrible game. He had this is his off night, and then and then all of a sudden ten runs. That that can happen with any team out there. It, it could literally happen anywhere. So we can we're, what we're going to end up forcing ourselves to do, which is perfectly fine for stacking, is finding a, a a super low low priced stack, and that's that's we can do that. So I mean, I, I'm really in love with some of these guys one offs as a on some of these other teams. So I really want to play them. So I want to plug in Trout, if I could pull him up here. And Martinez, while I do that, go to that next level of stacks and tell me tell me something about those guys that, that are standing out to you tonight. You know, I'm just looking at our roster construction here. You know, we've eliminated third base and two outfield spots. So I'm looking for a stack that kind of works with that. And, you know, obviously using two outfield spots is where we're running into the biggest issue um, you know, I wish, I wish there was a way that we could make the Baltimore stack work. Um, but they, but we, you'd want to use the third baseman Ruiz in that stacks and, and you'd want to use two outfielders with Mancini and Smith jr. So that one's tough. I was trying to see, do you think, Uh, Do you think like a Philly stack would work? Uh, You know, looking at the roster construction there, it's more of if we'd be able to just make it work price-wise. You know, we have Singura at shortstop, use the outfield spot on Harper, Hoskins, and a catcher spot. But I I just think we're using too much cap if we do that, so it's tough. All right. Well, I got another team for you. Let's see if we can make this work because we've already alluded to a good – at least one good price in there that we could use. The Dodgers against Sanchez – Nice team total, but not big enough to where it's going to jump off the radar to people. I think there's some value on that team. We've already mentioned Seager being a super cheap option. And, you know, their lineup is so good. It's so it's just so all-around good that we could probably fill in with some of these positions. And, you know, we're not losing much because, yes, Bellinger's their best hitter, but really everybody in the lineup can hit. So second baseman, shortstop catchers all are on the board so you want i want to try to make it work with the dodgers how about that do you like the dodgers tonight that's my that's my first question 
Chop, I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey. To... As a stack, you know you can't let your homerism get in the way of a DFS. Dude, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm wearing a Dodgers oh, jersey. I want the Dodgers to blow the slate up. Like, I love stacking the Dodgers when they play at 10 o'clock. They're, they're always yes. low-owned. And Anibal Sanchez stinks. I don't care what he did last year. Like, I could hit off Anibal Sanchez. So, I love the Dodgers. And you could play Muncie. You could play Seager. You could play Jock. You know, you're not obviously getting Bellinger because you're getting Trout and you're getting JD. But Jock is a guy that, you know, he's just been mashing the ball too. So, it really would depend, like, on on this stack. Like, if Kiki's in the lineup, you make a nice little four-man. Because then you could play Muncie, Kiki, Seager, and Jock. You can have the four-man. And then you can punt catcher and still have a little bit of um, money for a pitcher. Yeah. Looking at that price tag on Jock Peterson, man, uh, you know, let's try to make this happen right here. So Jock Peterson should find his way in the leadoff spot tonight. I don't think there's a Dodger lineup out yet, but he should be there. Seager, we've already mentioned him, 12 bucks. He fills the shortstop spot for us. I think you got to plug him in. So we're saving money. We're getting a top stack here. Now we got a catcher, first base, second base. What do you think? Yeah, first base, like, let's go Muncie. Uh, let's just keep this stack rolling. Um, he's 17 bucks. He's not the cheapest, but. Um... That's that's fine, though. We're, we're still good. We're still under, under our average salary. So are you a four-man guy or a five-man stack guy? I'm usually like two fours. Um, okay. I, I like that. I like the four three too. And then like getting maybe one power guy upside just to be different. It's very rare that a five man stack like does what you need to do on like a, a slate like this. If it's a five game slate, I don't mind stacking like five guys, but um, you know, if we put Muncie in at first base, maybe we go back to Kipnis at, at second um, and just take that value and, you know, that and maybe another cheap catcher. And I think that would give us enough to make the pitching situation work. Okay. Well, as of right now, we got our Muncie, we got our Seeker, we got our Peterson. <clears throat> now, when you're in a spot like this, just, just strategically, not just tonight, but any night, and you really want to make a fourth, a fourth man in your stack, are you, are you willing, do you usually look and say, all right, I can play the catcher here that eats up a, a part of the stack that's good, or do you just are you just perfectly content with your three guys and then you you and you'll play another catcher from somewhere else? Because I mean, I don't know, a lot of people fall into the trap. I gotta have four Dodgers. I want I want a stack, I gotta have four of them, and I gotta catch a spot open. So let's just plug in a catcher, but it's kind of a, a weird, a weird position anyway. Are you a put your are you a use a stack spot on your catcher, or do you just try to like me, find you typically find the cheapest catcher possible on the board. Who's the cheapest catcher, Chop? <laughs> no, if my if if the, I'm saying though, like if if my catcher is is cheap, like if you can if you can find if like say today the Dodgers lineup comes out and Travis Darno or Russell Martin's the catcher over Barnes, like they're men's salary, they fit into what I'm trying to do at catcher by punting. I, I'll play my catcher for my stack in that aspect, but if I have to pay more than I want to pay on a catcher, just in general, like I would much rather just punt catcher and, you know, maybe even like pay up at second base and get part of my stack. But um, I don't have to have my catcher catcher to me is a, is a wasted spot. Okay. Fair enough then. So we, all right. So I got these two spots open here and before we fill them in, I think, I think you're correct. I think I'm probably, this is probably a good time to take a look at pitcher, revisit pitching. 
what I like to do now is say, okay, at the very least, if I plugged in two min salary guys and catcher in second base, that would cost me 14 bucks. That take me down to 75 total on my budget for two pitchers. So if I did that, if I kept things the same and went two men guys, I'd have about 75 per pitch or 75 for two pitchers here for two, two guys. So with that being said, let's take a look at some pitching and we're going to have to go cheap, but that's okay, man. In a tournament, I'm hundred percent on board. with going for cheap pitching. That's kind of what I've done over the years and it's been perfectly fine. You're going to have plenty of nights, especially early this year, where you'll, you'll get on Twitter and you'll hear everybody complain about the big pitchers aren't coming through. You spend so much money, you're not getting well, It's great for tournaments whenever you, you can take these mid-price or low-price guys and the big pitchers collapse on you. That's fantastic. So lower-price guys, what, what can we do here? We've already talked about Lopez being a, a pretty solid option. He actually fits the build here pretty good. But in this lower range, we're forced to take two guys. Talk to me. What are we, what are we looking at? I think we're looking at Jake Odorizzi. Um, we're looking for strikeouts, right? Like yeah. we're, we're building a tournament team. We're looking for strikeouts and Detroit, when we're looking at them as a whole this season, there's plenty of strikeouts in that lineup. Um, everybody in the projected starting lineup has a strikeout rate over 20% since the start of the last season. If we narrow it down to just this season, they're at around 26.8%. And Jake Odorizzi is a guy that he has strikeout up, upside. So I think when we're looking at tournament upside, just in general, Chop, I think we're looking at a guy like Jake Odorizzi, under 40 bucks, kind of fits this build pretty well. Okay, so Odorizzi, we could go – and now now it becomes kind of like combinations also, you know. Which two-man combination do you like the best? So Odorizzi, and then, the, the, then we'd be left with a guy who's about $37 or less, and that could be Pablo Lopez. That could be – I mean, if you really wanted to go – one of these, uh, like a Tehran, I'm not really into that. So Odorizzi and maybe a kid to Maeda. We've already talked about Lopez. That could be a guy. So what's our combination? Uh, and actually, we could actually uh, go all the way up to Eduardo Rodriguez, too, and for Boston against against Seattle. Seattle's not been terribly great lately with the bats. Eduardo's an okay pitcher. He's only 40 bucks. Kind of want to keep everything under 40 or less, so – is Odorizzi the guy? Odorizzi and who? Odorizzi and Lopez? Um, yeah, probably. Um, might make sense too because we built a yeah. Dodgers stack. Um, so we're kind of hoping that our Dodgers stack goes off. Maeda at least goes five, gets the win, kind of fits into this build, and then you can kind of maybe then you'll have a little bit extra maybe to get a little bit better bat at either catcher or second base. Um. It would work really well, like if we played those two guys and like like a guy like Kiki Hernandez is in the lineup, because then you get another Dodger in your stack, um, and then you get two pitchers that are okay. Like nothing special about these guys, but you're looking for just give me give me like forty fantasy points and call it a day at pitcher tonight. Yeah, sometimes that works, man. Sometimes you don't even have to have a big performance out of your guy, just so long as the the top guys don't crush then you can still be all right. So, ah, oh man, for the time being, I'm going to put in my ADA because I, it's a pretty good price. So catcher spot left, a second base spot left. It's a $17 budget for those two spots. Uh, looking at Kiki Hernandez, 10 bucks. I mean, we'd have to downgrade the pitcher. If he's in the lineup, we'd have to downgrade the pitcher here. Or no, we actually could play him. You're right. 
put him in there. Yeah, we get Kiki. That gives you your four man. Yeah. Um, that gives you your four man, and then you just punt the catcher. And we earlier we played Cervelli, so you know you're just looking at a seven dollar guy in the lineup as, as best uh, in the lineup as you can. Wilson you know, Ramos too, since yeah. we don't have Lopez in this there's lineup. Always good, there's always good like seven and eight dollar catchers on Yahoo. That's the good thing about them, right? Yeah. So hey, man, listen, I'll tell you what. <laughs> punt oh, that catcher position. <laughs> yeah, this uh, I mean, okay. So looking at this lineup. I got a, I got the, I got my Dodger stack and I like it a lot. Muncie, Hernandez, Seager, and, and Jock Peterson. When you're talking about a stack, you know, anybody one through eight could could go off in a stack. You're just hoping for an anomaly. We just happen to have some really good hitters in there. We didn't spend much money on them. We we won off some of the best hitters from some of those other teams at the top of the team total list. You know, Trout, JD, Nolan Arenado. This lineup is stacked. Our other lineup looked good but we kind of one-off players from everywhere. So comparing the two, the stack lineup, and then the one where we just kind of handpicked a bunch of players from a bunch of different teams, and we used salaries to our advantage, and we loaded up on pitcher, actually. Actually, we went with a, a really a stud pitcher. That's what we're lacking in this lineup is a stud pitcher, but I'm okay with that. Which one, which one do you prefer for tournaments? Probably this one. Um, I think there is more upside with this one. As much as we like Luis Castillo today, if Luis Castillo beats Jake Odorizzi by five to eight points and Maeda, you know, matches Lopez or is a little bit lower than Lopez and five to 10 is fine. But like, we're getting a low owned Dodgers four man. They're not going to be popular. And we're getting probably three of the most popular hitters from the better teams. So um, I hate playing chalk one offs. I will say that, but I'm looking at the three best hitters from those teams outside. You can make an argument for Mookie being better than JD, but um, I like this team. I like the second team. I think the first team we built is really strong too. Um, both of those teams are good. Man, we must know what we're doing. We've been around for a little while. Yeah, I like it. I think that's the one I'm gonna. I think that's the one I'm gonna hit submit on when this is all said and done, and then we'll just make sure everybody's in the lineup, and you know. Re- revisit the catcher position make sure there's not like a, a guy sneaking up into the top five of a batting order who's batting who's only seven bucks on yahoo you can look for that stuff n- near lock so uh we're just about there guys let me see if we have any questions here uh stevie i got one for you youtube question best value second baseman on fanduel if you happen to have the fanduel salaries pulled up i don't know if you do uh, I only take a click. Let's see. Um, I haven't built my Fanduel teams yet. Or just I still really any value. I mean, we talked about Kipnis over here on Yahoo, so I imagine yeah. he's probably similar on Fan or on Fanduel. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking, Kipnis is twenty four hundred on Fanduel as well, so he's cheap over there. Um, that would probably be the best value for me. Fair enough. All right, man. I don't know. Let's see what we else we got here. I don't see too many more questions, Stevie. I mean. Give me some uh give me give me a home run predictions tonight. I I'll, I'll give me a home run prediction tonight. Um <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to stay with Rowdy. Um I like okay. Tells to go deep and I'll give you a twofer from that game. I'm telling you Vlad um is going to hit his first home run tonight. Like give me the twofer from that game. Okay, fair enough. I like that. And then uh and then looking over the stacks, taking ownership into account, salaries of the hitters and all those other good things. Give me your favorite stack on the night. Uh, favorite stack still probably Boston, um, Boston or Toronto. But my favorite sneaky stack that I know I'm going to have at least one stack on each team is the Dodgers. Um, 
low-owned Dodgers against Anibal, I stink Sanchez um, makes for a very interesting night. Yeah, the more I look at the Dodgers, they are probably my favorite stack on the night. Also, I like to – it's just too easy to look at some of those really super high team totals and, and build those teams. That's just – it's not really how you win the tournaments. You kind of got to get down there and find the, the lower-owned stack. I think the Dodgers are that, so – With that being said, guys, I do want to remind you throughout the course of the day, I don't know, do we have a tally on the likes and during the show? I don't know. I don't think we got our 200, but keep on clicking it. Keep on subscribing because the free Roto Grinders membership for a month is on the line still. All you got to do is hit 200 likes throughout the course of all the shows today. So we still got another couple hours to go for that. But I think we did our job here, Steve. We built a couple different lineups here. Any words for the people before we get up on out of here? It's a 14-game slate. If you like something that is not mentioned anywhere, then play it. You know, don't be afraid to – if your research points you somewhere, um, don't be afraid to play it. Fair enough. Guys, get up in those Yahoo GPPs. Sometimes they don't even fill. They're the best bang for your buck out there. That's the way you build a bankroll. I'll be in there tonight. Hope I see you there. Good luck in those GPPs. And for Stevie, I'm Head Chopper. We'll catch you later. We're out of here. going on everybody brick divine here from roto grinders to talk you through some new additions to the lineup builder that can hopefully help you make some better lineups uh, along with some ideas on how to best use these Uh, the first thing we've done here is we've changed the randomness or what we call the range of outcomes uh, for baseball so what this is done before you used to just have one slider and if you had a guy who was set at 10 fantasy points You can kind of see on the tooltip here. And you set the range of outcomes at 10%. Every time a lineup was made, it would now give him a projection somewhere between 9 and 11. So a 10% on either end of that 10 range. Uh, What we've done for baseball is sometimes I think hitters have quite a bit more variance than pitchers. And if you agree with me on that, we now have different range of outcomes for both hitters and pitchers. Uh, I tend to set my range of outcomes for batters a little bit higher. I tend to set my range of outcomes for pitchers a little bit lower. So what this would allow is somebody like Blake Snell, uh, who we have uh, projected, uh, let me switch back to the bat here real quick, Uh, at around, let's just say, 20 fantasy points, exactly 20 fantasy points. Look at that. So on the build rules, what the pitcher range of outcome does is if he had 20 fantasy points, it gives him a range in the lineup builder of 20% on either end of that. So that would be between 16 and 24. Every single time a lineup is made in the lineup builder, Blake Snell would get 
uh, some number in that range. Where for hitters, where we think there's a little bit more, uh, a bigger range of outcomes, right? A hitter can get zero, a hitter can get 45. There's a lot of different outcomes for hitters. So now we can actually make hitters have a little bit wider variance every time a lineup gets made. And I think this is really good and should help make uh, some better lineups for you guys out there. Um, I would typically set somewhere in the 30 to 40 range, I think is good for me on batters. And pitchers anywhere in the, in the 20 to 30 is typically what I use. You can play around with these uh, and it all depends on your type of play style and what you want. Um, but that's a couple of tips you know, if I had to, to do something, I think something like this right here uh, is what I typically use when I make lineups. Uh, the other thing we've recently added is ownership settings. Um, we've given you a min and a max. And let me just kind of show you what this looks like. If I just make, uh, you can see I've got, uh, I can make a couple of stacks here really quick for tonight. Uh, so I've got some five, three stacks queued up. And this is with no min max. Um, I haven't done anything to the player pool or anything like that. Uh, if I just build 10 lineups, it'll take about, oh, maybe 20 seconds or so for the lineup builder uh, to kick these out. You'll see that without limiting the player pool, oh, this is on the early slate anyway. Um, without limiting the player pool, you know, we can see we get ownership pretty high in the 170 range. We get a, a lot of lineups like that. And I got to be honest, when I'm making tournament teams, I don't want anything that really looks like a chalk lineup. So what I always like to do is I like to see what, it, what, it, what ownerships are getting kicked out on my lineups with no settings. And then I like to reduce that quite a bit to, to get some more lineups that uh, have a little bit more variance to them that are a little bit lower owned so that I'm just fighting less people in the field with the lineups that I make. You know, if I make this lineup, there's gonna be a whole bunch of other people with Colorado stacks just like mine probably paired with some Washington stacks. And instead of fighting uh, a thousand people in the tournament that might have a lineup that looks pretty similar to this, if I lower the ownership, maybe I'm only fighting a hundred people that have a lineup that looks some, something very similar to what I have. Uh, so what I do, you know, if this, if I saw about a 175, uh, I would probably go back to my build rules and I would set something of a cap, maybe of around like a 130. Um, it's just going to give me, it still allows me to use some chalk players, but when those chalk players are in lineups, now it's going to automatically fill my team with players that aren't as highly owned kind of around my chalk players. And on the other side too, you won't get this too often, but you really don't want a lineup full of one percenters either. So I typically set a minimum ownership of about 50% on most reasonably sized slates. I just, I just don't want two low owned pitchers with a low owned stack and a couple of low owned one offs. I think that's getting a little too far off the board. I just like to assure that I'm not playing the most chalky lineups. And I like to assure that I'm not playing the most obscure lineups. Uh, so you can see here, if I, if I make a couple of stacks like this, you know, we were up in the one seventies, the one seventy fives for ownership. And now we really shouldn't see any lineup over 130% total, total ownership on that. So you can see here, it's giving me, you know, it, it just threw in a couple different pitchers. It threw in a couple lower owned players as well. And now my lineups are looking a little bit different than the rest of the field simply because I'm just not stacking up the two chalkiest players. Uh, another rule of thumb, uh, if you're trying to determine ownership is kind of something I do is I'll look at the projected ownership for the top two pitchers 
I'll add those together. So in this case, it would be 67. Uh, and then I'll take the, the top three or four hitters too. So if I go, uh, I can bring up my calculator. I don't know if you could see that. But we were at 67 uh, and then the hitters, 27, 25, 24. We're at like 143 with the top three hitters. That's kind of another reason to do that. So I, I chose 130 here, but I think 140 is also simple. I just don't want the, the pure chalk in all of my tournament builds. So I use this every time uh, I make tournament teams on the lineup builder. Um, I limit the, uh, the minimum. Uh, I don't want all one-off teams. And I, I definitely go below the overall total, total ownership. So I just want to go over this once again, uh, how I use this, because this is a very powerful tool that we've created for you. So again, this is what it looks like normally. If I make 10 lineups with a min-max of zero, you're just playing basically the best stacks. This is if you haven't done anything to your player pool. I will go in and, and limit a lot of things on my player pool as well. Um, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, you could use kind of this tool to do some of the limiting for you. But you'll see here, as soon as the lineup builder finishes making the lineups, again, 169, ownership 169, 150, uh, 177, right? These are very chalky teams, teams that are very likely to look like what some of your opponents might have out there today. So just to alleviate that, you can set the max. Um, you know, I chose a number of 130. And then I also set a minimum to, uh, I think 50 is a pretty reasonable number. And it just allows you to make non-ultra chalk lineups in your tournament builds based off our projected ownership. Um, the projected ownership we provide is um, pretty accurate. And it allows you to just kind of differentiate yourself a little from you know, in the algorithms, if you're making 100, 100 lineups and you want to assure that none of them are ultra chalky, this is a very easy way to do that. And it's something I use uh, all the time when I'm MMEing uh, on the lineup builder. So those are just some, uh, a couple of quick uh, additions we've made uh, in, in recent days uh, on the lineup builder. Uh, I do want to note, I've been told the range of outcomes uh, will carry forward to some other sports. So for football, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, you know, receivers of a lot of variants. Maybe you'll want a higher range of outcomes on them or quarterbacks have a lower range of outcomes. You'll be able to do that. Uh, I've been told that's in the works as well. So you'll have that to look forward to uh, for other sports as well. And the ownership tool um, that's been there through football, I believe. But if you haven't uh, figured it out yet, uh, here's a quick tutorial for you. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for watching. Uh, once again, I'm Britt and we out you.
going on, Rotor Gunners? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 5 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time. Of course, I'm just live on the flagship show here at Rotor Gunners. It is called Runners Live. It is sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's one Grant Eaker. He's on the West Coast and it's 2 o'clock out there, but it's actually 5 o'clock somewhere, at least somewhere in, uh, in Grant's head. Because you're kicking back on uh, Grandpa's cough medicine pre show. You're a little bit thirsty today. Ah, no, I just started pre-show let me Fair get enough. that out there yeah i've got a wedding in three hours and who wants to sit through a ceremony completely sober not i not i but uh yeah i'm out here in beautiful what is it Huntington beach sure just looking at the ocean from the window right in front of me and yeah just doing some bases ball drinking some fireball and just ready to ball out what are you wearing are you, you getting all decked out dressing to the nines are you gonna wear like a is it kind of like a casual some tank tops what are we wearing though is you gonna go with that they, they didn't no no i have i have a button up and just jeans and some dress shoes and that's pretty much it that's why i go to every wedding and if they say black tie then i'm in that if they say casual i'm in that it's my just steady go-to they can deal with it i'm here as a present to them i'm gracing them with my presence that's what i do Okay, jeans, uh, that, that's kind of, that, that's definitely off the board, but like, yeah, like you say, if they want you there, these are your rules. You, you're not, not going to wear slacks for anybody, apparently. And there you go. You're, you're the first. funny thing is, I've been in multiple wedding parties, and they're like, you're going to shave, right? Nope. No, I'm not. <laughs> really? I've been growing this for a year. I'm not going to shave it off for one day to make you happy. Sucks to be you. That's why I say on their wedding day. I need to lessen the expectations there. Uh, there's a thing called compromise grants. Are you not aware of this? My compromise is I wear pants. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we're, we're doing a special for YouTube today. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Grant, but uh, if we can get up to 200 likes, uh, we always ask you guys to, to like and subscribe and come on over here to Runner Grounders and all that good stuff. Uh, and there's what's in it for you. Uh, but if we, if we can get up to 200 likes, uh, and again, once you guys like, tell uh, D-Train. He's actually in the, ch in the chat. He's our producer. Let him know you liked it. He'll put you in the pool of names. Once we hit 200, we're going to draw a name at some point. Devin's going to draw a name. I have no part of this. I have no responsibility. Uh, certainly, Grant, you have no responsibility in this. Uh, he's going to, you know, he's going to draw one person out of the 200, out of the 200 likes. Uh, throughout all the shows today, we're all like in one big show. It's the third or fourth show uh, that, that happened today. But earlier today, there was an evergreen show, Grant. I'm not sure if you caught it by chance, but Jamito, uh, he, he woke up out of his nap. Him and Britt, uh, Britt Devine did a lineup HQ show. Uh, if you guys are curious how to work that lineup HQ, um, for me, I'm going to go back and watch that for sure because I'm not the most savvy when it comes to building lineups. I know you use, I suspect you use lineup HQ, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dynamite drop in. I thought you were going to elaborate on it. How you, might, how you may use it's it. It's good. It's everything you need in one place. Numbers, stats, projections, and you can build a lineup in there. Everything you got in lineup HQ, go there or go lose money. There you go. That's all. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't get the oversell, but just, you know, just, just be honest. That's all. Um, yeah. So we got to get the 200 likes. We get the 200 likes. We're going to give away a free month of Rotor Grinders Premium. Uh, of course, we always, uh, we give a premium peak throughout the show. Just a little peak. We don't give it all away. Uh, you know, later on in the show, we'll give you guys a little uh, overview as far as what's going down. But we have the consensus value rankings, the expert survey, cheese is billion dollar musings, which really that's where it's the price alone. Uh, the lineup, lineup HQ premium, the ownership projections, the umpire data, the plate IQ premium, the, the podcast in the morning. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing some things. Uh, Slate IQ. Um, there's got to be something else there that I missed. Oh, uh, crunch time, which comes after us. 
the aforementioned cheese is good. Kevin Roth will tell you what's going down weatherwise. There is so much stuff involved in premium every single day. Discover a new thing. It's like, oh, that exists. Wasn't aware. So much stuff out there. So yeah, let's get the 200 likes again. Once you hit the like button, just tell D Train in now in the YouTube chat. Don't do this in the Rotor Gunners chat. Now it's kind of confusing. Tell D Train in there, and he'll let you know that you're you've been accounted for. And once we get to 200, he will let somebody know who was randomly drawn to grab a win himself a, a free month. And we we're trying to find a way to incentivize it. For uh, every extra hundred we get over 200, I will take off an article of clothing. <laughs> I said incentivize. Did you not catch yep. that? Yeah, people want to see this big old bundle of wonderful absolutely it's unfortunate you're wearing a jacket because we would get there quicker but oh uh, i could i could start that off at 200. <laughs> enough shenanigans grant uh this is a 14 game slate we can't we can't mess around anymore we got to power through okay let's mess around a little bit more they were mentioning that i'm going to be chugging beard with the bride i do not do that i did have a chug off with one mother of the bride once and she oh. spilled champagne all over herself it did not end well for her okay <laughs> I have I have further questions, but I'll ask you. The, I'll ask those offline. I think. <laughs> I want to see that that can go so many different directions. But um, yeah, uh, okay. So, what is your overview? What is the screenshot? We kind of talk about uh, when we talk pre-show very briefly. There's like what, five or six teams out there that have team totals that are above five. We got the Angels, a team that has a future at offense, but a team total total over six. Dan Straley in that ballpark and that bullpen will do that for sure. Of course, they got Otani back, which kind of benefits things as well. And I know you like Otani. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, you know, we have a core slate. We have multiple studs out there from pitching. I think there's a couple of good mid-tier pitchers out there that are lurking. There is some weather also lurking. Uh, you want to keep an eye on an eye on that Baltimore game. And I think the Mets game, there's some weather lurking. Uh, again, Roth will be all over that. Give you the update. He's probably going to update his article as well, too. If that does get updated, I will drop the link in the chat for you guys once I'm aware of it. But give me the screenshot, Grant, because uh, you said to me, I'm going to call you on this. You said this is the easiest slate. And, I'm like, and then I'm like, well, what if you only want to play one lineup? And they're like, yeah, then it gets really, really difficult. So how are you attacking it? I didn't say it gets really, really difficult. So if you're in cash, you want to target guys from the Angels team, the Red Sox, a little bit from the Astros, if you can fit them in, but you really can't. Uh, the Twins, Rockies, and Padres, there's one Padre to actually go with. And then you find little bits and pieces of cheap guys. You take Verlander, or you take Glass now, or you take Castillo, your sp1 then your sp2 i generally like to pay up for two aces and i made a lineup with it um but it's just not worth it today there's so many good bats in there that you want to go with uh ace and then with a guy in the lower end like hill or wainwright or one of these guys with a low implied team total against that just doesn't have the strikeout rate there's no safety in baseball and there's going to be so many runs scored in a lot of these games that you're better off just taking big bats and only one ace here so that's what you do for cash for tournaments. You stack based on the size of the tournament. Bigger tournaments, you want to go with, you don't need to go completely off the board. You go with guys like Philly, guys like the Mariners, like teams with a round of four implied total, four to five, that are going to have crazy low ownership because everything's going to be spread out. For smaller field, field tournaments, Angels, Red Sox, Twins, Colorado, all those are great. That's what you go with. You base everything off the size of the tournament when you're talking about stacks and one-offs there's power bats at pretty much every single level all right let's run through the pitchers basically like uh, that, are, that are playable for me and i you know as far as two pitcher sites a site like the you know dk a site like fantasy draft uh for from a cash game perspective uh, you know just kind of throwing my pool out there uh it's verlander castillo uh wheeler 
Uh, I, I'd consider Aramon Marquez and Cash, but he's probably a better play. And GPP is an other reason. Uh, that, that's where I'm at as far as, you know, our, our cash game pool. Let's kind of break it down uh, one at a time. Verlander is the most expensive at the top, facing a Texas team. That uh, negative ballpark shift for them. Of course, they're much better inside Texas, so facing Verlander and, and Houston. Uh, what do we think of Verlander? He's the most expensive guy. Is that is that justified? Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think it's a necessity. Verlander is giving up a lot of bombs this season, um, but he's still a guy that's going to go late into the game. He's a guy with some of the best hate stuff on the entire slate and longer track record than the other two guys. He's going up against a Rangers team where he has a pretty decent K rate versus lefty, and there's a decent amount of lefties in the lineup here. I think Verlander is probably my top option, but I don't think he's a necessity just because the extra money he costs over from FanDuel over on DK. But he is absolutely justifying that price there. You can fit a, none of the bats are like over 5K that you really, really want outside of Trout and Arenado and Story. Like all the other bats you can fit in pretty easily here. So Verlander is the top option for cash, a very good option for tournament. He's going to go later into the game. So he'll give up a run or two most likely, but he may not. And he's going to strike out a lot of guys. I really like Verlander today. So Luis Castillo has been absolutely awesome this year. He's always had an electric arm. And he's kind of like putting it all together. The 50 innings this season, 30.3% K rate uh, on the season grant. And uh, the, the Ks are, are awesome, obviously. The ground balls are amazing. 57.8% ground balls. Uh, the walks are still, you know, a little bit concerning, I suppose, to some degree. Uh, he's, but he's facing a San Francisco team that uh, doesn't walk much, collectively 7.5%. That's the projected lineup as of the last two years. And it's not the greatest case in the world, especially if Panic leads off. Panic is not a guy that's very good, but he's probably going to make contact. He's basically in the vein of like an Andrew Simmons. Going to pop out, going to strike out. Uh, not going to strike out much, but uh, again, not one to fear. Collectively, 20.9% we're looking at. Uh, as far as the Ks, you know, again, this year, uh, Castillo at 30.3%. That is a monster number. And it's a, it's a bit of a step down from Verlander, uh, probably more so for tournaments, but I'm, I'm okay settling with him, uh, Castillo and Cash. Uh, I assume he's in your pool as well. You, you did mention him as one of the pitchers, correct? Yeah, no, Glass now and Castillo both are fantastic plays here. They have close to the same K rate. They have just as good stuff as Verlander. Granted, there might be a little bit less consistency there. Castillo's playing against San Fran in San Fran, so that drastically ups his value there. So you can go with him and then Glass now. It, it, it's real simple. Glass now can end up with 13 Ks. The walks are down. This Yankee team is pretty good, but it's being played over in Tampa, and it's a decent K lineup here and there's a few bad bats, Glasnow can absolutely outscore Verlander, absolutely outscore Castillo. You go with Verlander and Cash, but both these guys have the potential to beat Verlander by 10, 15 points there. I'm assuming it will be less ownership. Vegas has both of them pegged around a 3.1 and 3.3 implied team total against. And the only reason the Rays are lower than the Reds is because they have a better bullpen. So realistically, they're probably projected to give up the same amount of runs here. I like them both. There's upside. I'm going to use a lot of them in tournaments and just mix and match everything. Yeah, Glassdale is probably a tournament guy for me as well. Probably not so much in cash. It's, you know, he's a guy that's still young, a young dude. They don't want to push too hard now. Uh, they've seen – there's a moment to take him out a little bit early for what it's worth. He threw 92 pitches last time out before that 102. Just as long as you get the 90s, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, the Yankees, it's still a bunch of imposters to some degree as far as this Yankees lineup. You know, Cameron Maven's out there. Uh, you know, they are getting healthier. Andy O'Hara being back, Sanchez being back, uh, Boy, back as well, too. But there is uh, collectively 20.6% as far as the Ks. 
And Glasnow used to be a guy that couldn't throw strikes sometimes. He would just be, you know, walk dudes around the bases and that's it. But he's definitely harder stat. You talked about as far as his walk rate, it's down to 1.47 walks per nine, which is awesome. Uh, not giving any home runs. Of course, he's protected by that ballpark to some degree too. Uh, I like him a good bit. I just like his deal a little bit more, like Verlander a little bit more, uh, but I'm certainly not going to discourage it. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at as far as Zach Ranky as well. Like I like Ranky, but I think you can get basically the same thing Ranky does with some of the guys that are cheaper. And I think the upside is a little bit greater for guys like Verlander, Castillo, and Glasnow. So Reed Ranky's kind of sort of, I'm not playing enough lineups where I can get to him. I'm not going to discourage it, but I'm not playing it. Yeah, I'm more going to, well, it all depends on the weather in New York. If, Fair. if the Mets are going to have some problems then I absolutely consider Grinky. If they're going to play fine, I'm going with Wheeler almost every single time. It's lowest implied total on the board is the Marlins. It's a good pitcher's ballpark. Wheeler has great stuff, and he can strike out guys at a, pretty much the same clip as Grinky, but he's not giving up a huge ton of hard contact. He's getting better with ground balls. Like, everything kind of points towards Wheeler being the better guy. But if that is going to be in doubt a little bit, then I can roll with Grinky. It's just that simple. He's good enough, and he's rarely that heavily owned. So, I mean, he's going up against a tough Braves team, just screams good GPP play because no one's really going to be on him. So Roth updated his weather, and I'm just going ahead and copying and pasting the link of the, the people in the chat there. Uh, Baltimore now is yellow. Uh, the Mets now yellow as well. Uh, it's a huge paragraph, so I really can't just kind of sit here and read it to you guys, but maybe I'll, I'll skim it in a second. Uh, Dean's just proving he can't read. Yeah, oh, well, it's overrated. I, that's why I listen to books on tape. You know, I don't want to embarrass myself. But, uh, if you listen to a book on tape, can you say you read the book? Yes, I do all the time. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. But the people, that, the readers out there are very snobby about that. They look down on you for listening to the book. Yeah, some readers are just douchebags. You know, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but that's what I was insinuating for sure. I would know. I'm a reader. <laughs> oh, you're both. You're versatile. You could do both. Yeah, I, I could do both. I, I'm in the car quite a bit, so I listen to quite a few audiobooks. I haven't read an actual book in years. I used to read one to two a week. Yeah, I used to substitute teach in another another lifetime, and uh, well, substitute teach. And some days you just sit there. And the I guy would... that hates kids used to substitute teach. <laughs> I would. I was. I did high school. Like I, I, I tried middle school one day, and I'm like, this is not happening. We're not doing middle school. High school kids understand compromise. They understand, like, listen, uh, listen. if I leave you guys alone, you'll leave me alone. Cool? And it's all just kind of sort of implied. You want to do your nonsense? Fair. Just don't. You kids F off, I'll F off, too. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an unspoken language. Uh, there was a time there where I was actually teaching, too. It's like, you know, but I, I was certified. But this, this, this is a big You have no time. I need, I need to talk to whatever board certified you. <laughs> uh, the state of Florida, I suppose. Uh, oh, okay. Anyone can teach in Florida. Literally anyone can teach in Florida. Florida, man. Uh, just Google Florida, man. You'll find me. There's some really hey, kids, things. don't get too drunk and play with gators. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. Class dismissed. Um, all right. So, again, to take a peek at that weather smart going what's going down. Uh, this, this, this came by the chat about five minutes ago or so, Grant. We're supposed to get to 200 likes. Uh, as of right now, according to the D-Train, this might have changed the last few minutes or so. I'm seeing 93. It might have been the threat of you uh, changing your clothes uh, or taking clothes off, I suppose. We're only at 93. Uh, are you mixing drinks over there? What's going on? <laughs> <It's> going yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good to know that this won't kick in until after the show. So you'll be a disaster. Yeah. yeah, fun fact. Alcohol can only go in at a certain rate. So drinking an entire fifth in 30 seconds isn't going to get you any drunker than drinking it over like 45 minutes. Isn't there, now I don't want to get too graphic, but isn't there a way to get drunker by uh, taking it in a different way? 
Yes, uh, your your lower extremity uh, <laughs> absorbs things quicker than through your stomach because there's a whole lot of bacteria in but there. You're clearly not doing. No, no butt chugging. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so 93 likes. Again, if you guys like it, you know, if you like it on the YouTube, you get to the top 200, let D-Train know in the chat. Just tell him, hey, I like this deal. He's going to throw your name in the pool. Uh, and once we get 200 likes, you get your uh, one, you know, one in 200 chance. That's math. Do math. Even you don't have to be an accountant like Grant to know this. Uh, one in 200 chance to win yourself a free month of premium here at Grotter Grinders. Uh, let's get down to 200. What's the problem here? Uh, all right. Let's uh let's talk about some more pitchers. Oh, why do we like Zach Willard? Because the Marlins are terrible. Spoiler alert. Yeah, they are not very good. They're ranked against right-hand pitching. They're last in ISO, last in Woba. They have a decent K rate. It's a lot less versus lefty. Wheeler, we saw what he can do a few starts ago where he destroyed my life. Um, and he can like there's safety as much as safety can be had, and there's upside, and his price is slightly less than the guys up at the top there. He's kind of in a tier of his own. Like, I'm not going to put Grinky right next to him. But a guy with a high 20s K rate and a, what, 3-6 XFIP this year going up against a team that would likely put up one to two runs going against me pitching, uh, I, I think I'll take that. I honestly have him over in cash over on FanDuel right now. I Yeah, I, I'm debating back and forth, but I might step down and uh, just play Wheeler in cash. It's going to be good to clear. It'd be all good. It's from, from Raw that the weather won't be too much of an issue. It's kind of worth the risk reward of it. And uh, like you mentioned, the K rate's pretty solid. Last two games, two of the last three, he's hit double digits. That's, you know, one game against Milwaukee, which is tough. And a tough ballpark to pitch in. Uh, 10, 11 Ks against Philadelphia. I was kind of bummed to see uh, Martin Plato in the lineup for the Met, for the Marlins because, of course, he's not very good, but he, he makes contact. Uh, but, uh, you know, in O'Brien, I wanted in there. Unfortunately, O'Brien did not crack a lot of these strikes at a ton. But like you said, Last two seasons, 24.4% K rate for Wheeler, which is perfectly fine. It's not elite, but it's good enough. And also from a run prevention expect, uh, expectancy, uh, a really, really solid play when you get the discount, stepping off the, the big boys. Um, and like you said, the Marlins are just terrible. And they scored one run in a, in a Wrigley win game. There you go. I know it's a small sample size, but that's just that's just terrible. Um, we're, so Kenta Maeda has just been bad this year, and I'm the K's are down, the walks are up. You're not getting a discount on, on FanStrap or on DK. I guess you can play him on FanDuel, I suppose. Uh, I mean, everything's got to go perfect for him to go like six or seven to get back QS. Uh, I don't. I don't think everything does have to go perfect. I mean, Vegas has them currently pegged at a three point one seven implied total for the Nationals, and I I listen to Vegas odds a lot when it's drastically different than how the pitcher has done this season. Um, so Maida, he's going up against a lineup that's likely to have a whole bunch of righties. We know he's much better at striking out righties than lefties. I'm willing to just believe that some of this is bad luck and some of this is just like a few bad outings. Maida over on FanDuel is absolutely in play. You, there's, like I said, there's so many good bats on the board that going up to Maida instead of, or going down to Maida instead of one of the top tier guys where people just aren't going to trust Maida. His ownership's not going to be comparable to how likely the possible great outing is. I really like him over on FanDuel. I'm not touching him over on DK or Fantasy Draft just because there's guys that rather go with slightly more or slightly less. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And, like, yeah, it's all kind of baked in as far as the price. But I just, I, he's walking too many guys. He's, he's not striking out enough. He's less than league average at 20.6%. Um, like you said, the ERA 466 this year. I'm trying to see if anything kind of pops. You know, Babbitt is 290, which is, you know, basically – you know, that's not, that's lucky, if anything. 
the Sierra is higher than his ERA at 494, the home of the fly ball at 14. Hey, did you know you're on rate, my professor? Am I? Yeah, apparently, according to chat. Well, I, so, I mean, well, what, what's my score? Apparently not good. <laughs> Unless they're lying to me, which would not surprise me. Oh, that's funny. I don't. Is your birthday July twenty fourth? It may be. Yeah. This is so weird. The interwebs. Are... <laughs> this is why I want to be off the grid, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is why I shut down my Facebook account. Actually, that's a whole other reason. But uh, let's not get into that. Um, but yeah, it's probably. I'm going to say it's a small sample size. I need a bigger. I need ten thousand people. Cardi will, will test to this. You need ten thousand people to rate the professor first to actually know the true reading of the professor. Is that correct? Yeah. And call me professor. It's a really, really liberal interpretation of what I did. It's a lot <laughs> less creepy than teacher Dean. Rate my schmuck of a sub. Um, <laughs> uh, other pictures. Oh, yeah. I talked about Odorizzi. I love Odorizzi tonight. Uh, well, I want to first get your take and maybe I'll rebut. Uh, Odorizzi is a guy that can be horrible or it can be great. He obviously gives up a lot of hard contact, but he's right there with everyone else in terms of uh, K rate. He's priced about well enough. Detroit only has a 3.5 implied team total. They don't have a whole lot of uh, power in their lineup here. So that makes Odorizzi less of a risk to just get blown up here. So yeah, Odorizzi is very much in play. There's a lot of lot of pitchers that are in play today. Let's just put it that way. And Odorizzi's one of them. Yeah, but like he's cheap and he's facing a, a completely terrible Detroit lineup and uh, we're going to talk about the bats in a second. There's so many big bats that I want to get. And he's been in good form, too, if you want to say that. Um, he's facing a Detroit team. You fire up the, the old plate IQ on occasion, I imagine. Right there, Grant? Um, I have used plate IQ in the past and at this very moment. <laughs> so if you fire it up against righties, Detroit, 25.8% for uh, from a K perspective. They're Wobas uh, outside of Stewart, Castellanos, and Cabrera. You, know, you basically got a, a bunch of Wobas that are in the red as well, too. What was the interesting thing that I saw as far as Cabrera that was just kind of stood out to me? So Cabrera's ground ball rate is 53.7%. His fly ball rate is 23.2% the last two seasons. And I guess that's why he's not hitting the home runs. Huh? He's, you got to hit the ball in the air, they say. Yeah, because he's still hitting the ball at a 47% hard hit rate, which is great. But if it's not in the air, it can't leave the ballpark. And he also can't move around the bases either. Yeah, so... Um, I don't think that really matters for home runs unless you get the, the one of the five inside the Parkers a year. <laughs> you don't think he's going to summon his inner uh, Billy Hamilton and he's going to, what would have to happen for Miguel Cabrera to uh, have three guys have to collide and be a whole. I, I, I think Prince Fielder once had an inside the park home run. Um, so really? it's possible. I, I could be making that up. I don't remember this, but I I'll, I'll buy it. Sure. It could have been a good dream. So that's kind of where I stop as far as the guys I like. Oh, let, let's talk about Aaron, Aaron Marquez. Aaron Marquez, uh, awesome pitcher. Uh, you know, he, he could pitch in that ballpark there uh, in Coors. He's facing a San Diego team that's loaded with a bunch of righties. Haven't seen a lineup just yet, but uh, Marquez, as far as the splits, let's go ahead and pull him up as far as the splits from a lefty-righty perspective. Um, all right, so we're looking at 33.5% K percent against righties for San Diego. As far as the San Diego lineup, we're looking at all righties with the exception of Eric Hosmer. Of course, this game takes place in Coors. We saw what Coors can do if you guys forgot. Yesterday went absolutely ballistic. Uh, what do you think of Aramon? Like, I guess the de facto answer is, like, he's a really good tournament play if nothing else. Yeah, that's the answer. He's a really good tournament play if nothing else. We've seen what has happened to him at Coors this year. I don't think that that's going to realistically keep happening, um, but it's definitely possible it might happen again 
the strikeout rates are going to be there, especially going up against this team with all these righties. Like you said, upside is there. Volatility is there even more than these other spots. But, like, you take a shot on it. The problem is that there's so many good pitchers on today's slates, or at least pitchers we can use, that I don't think, like, he's not going to come in low enough owned where you really are going to have that much of an advantage because other people are going to be on other pitchers right around him and him. To a, to a lesser degree, uh, embracing volatility, I think, is Erod. He's kind of interesting performance as well, too. Facing, uh, you know, all these guys in Seattle, a bunch of power righties, you know, against the monster. Of course, he's going to face, I assume they're all righties. So Bruce is in there and Crawford's in there as well, too. But besides that, it's a bunch of righties as far as uh, Erod splits. You know, we're talking 24.5% K rate against righties. He's much better against lefties from a K perspective. Uh, and the monsters, you know, lurking and a bunch of power guys, Han- you know, Hanniger, Santana, E5, Healy, uh, even Bruce has some power, of course, lefty on lefty. Even Bruce has some power? The dude that had like a 700 ISO the first few weeks? Well, I was saying against a lefty. That's a... It was against lefties. Look at his numbers versus lefties this year. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just saying, despite popular belief, the general, the general thought that like, you know, you try to avoid lefties and lefties, but there is power. He'll also yeah, strike out. Well, and I think Erod actually gives up more power to lefties than he does to righties. Oh, let's see. Um, lefty power, 137 at bats last two years, 184 ISO. Uh, yeah, you were correct. Uh, 138. Now you can it, Dean. Well, <laughs> I wasn't saying that Bruce can't hit a home run here. <laughs> I'm still more concerned about like Hanniger personally. Uh, that's, that, that, that's, that's a smart thing to be concerned about. And they're patient too, especially at the top. The guys, Hanniger, Santana, E5, those guys are all willing to walk. And, you know, Erod can get wild. He's another guy who kind of racks up big pitch counts and usually cracks the hundreds after six innings or so. Again, you can't, I can't play everybody. He's not going to make it for me. He's not making the list. He's not cheap enough. I'd rather just take a shot with Marquez. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same spot here. I mean, uh, Mariners are a tough team to go with. It's in a tough ballpark. Um, these guys are patient. They can work the count. And Erod always gets into trouble when that happens there. So, yeah, he's off my list for that reason. For all those reasons, I'm out. All right there, uh, Mark Cuban or whoever. I don't know. Is that his line? Who's um, line? I think it's like half the Sharks lines. Yeah, I don't even know. One of the other guys or something. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. and but you, you, The chat saying suck it or like I'm taking my L. <laughs> What's the L there? We both agreed not to play. We're not playing Erod. Eh. I don't know. I, I, I just even like Bruce. Yeah, okay. I, I had to word, add the word even to Jay Bruce. Yes. The, the, the idea that Jay Bruce has some power, of course he has power. So dumpster diving, I don't like the dumpster today is the problem. Um, uh, a couple guys that I think are kind of sort of so interesting is Pablo Lopez. We asked the other day, you know, who's the, the second best Marlin is because it's such a huge drop um, after Smith. It's probably Pablo Lopez, just Marlin, guy on the team. Uh, maybe you can consider like just Rodriguez and hopefully he gets protected by that ballpark against the Cincinnati. Cincinnati team. It's not great. Uh, we'll just take a massive, you know, they don't strike out a ton. Uh, they take a, a huge negative ballpark shift as well. I really can't make an argument for anybody else. Homer Bailey might get protected by his ballpark as well, too, if he gets the positive uh, home in the fly ball ratio. I, I don't know if I'm going to be jumping in the garbage here. How about yourself? I mean, when it comes to cash, I'm on Cahill as my second pitcher, but I'm not happy about it, and I don't know if I'm going to end that way. Wainwright is in contention for SP2 going against Pirates. Like, they have a low implied run total. Frankie Montas is in contention because he's going against Cleveland. He has 
Like, they're probably going to throw a lot of lefties in there, and he hasn't been bad against lefties this year. Actually, still on a better strikeout rate versus lefties and righties. He had that splitter, kind of the same thing Homer Bailey did. For tournaments, Homer Bailey is very much in play. Um, outside of them, like, I, I'm not really seeing a whole lot. Maybe D-Rod, just because he's so cheap, yeah. low implied total against him. He doesn't have a great K rate, but he is playing over in San Francisco, which really limits the power there. But there's not a whole lot of guys I'm happy with in cash. Uh, in tournaments, is a different story. And it's just the way ri- lineup construction is going to work out, where if you want to stack these big implied team total teams, most of them are expensive, and you're going to need a cheap guy. Yeah, Rodriguez got a space absolutely punched in. He had four home runs last time out in Cincinnati, actually. So uh, facing the same team in a different ballpark, he put up a negative 10. That's, a, that's bad. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly certain uh, McHugh did that the other day at 50% ownership. It can happen to anyone. Yeah, uh, but I, McHugh is just a better pitcher than him, too. Like, he can already oh, get... that's arguable. That's not arguable. No, it's not. <laughs> if you want to argue that, feel free. You can take your L on that one. Uh, so, summarize pitching because, but did you say Cahill is the guy you're playing in cash? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Let's not do that. That's a terrible idea. I don't want to. I might. Don't do it in cash. Don't do that. I mean, the problem is I have to. I guess I just have to drop one of my big bats for yeah. a guy like Vlad, pretty much. I'm, I'm probably going to end up doing that. It was completely just – I was building lineups before the show, and that's where I ended up on one of them. And I kind of – I really liked the bats. I just didn't like my SP2. I'm not – I'll probably end up getting up to Wainwright, in all honesty. Or get up, just, Dude, get up to Odorizzi. What's wrong with Odorizzi? I mean – the problem is, like, it's an extra lot of money, and there's so many good bats that I really want in my lineup that it just makes it tough. I think I'd sacrifice the four to five points just to go with a guy like D-Rod. All right, we're going to talk. There's a couple cheap hitters out there that can kind of sort of make things work. We'll talk. I know, but there's a couple expensive hitters that are just in incredible spots. I know, I know. I, I, I want a roster, Arenado story, Mike Trout. Oh, let's put it this way. Would you rather take Oda Rizzi and, I don't know, a guy like Vlad, or would you rather take Mike Trout and D-Rod? The, well, wait, I don't think it's that big of a jump, is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I think you're thinking, you're, you're just, I got some chains up over to spend with, but I was thinking like Matt Carpenter is like really cheap and Paul Goldschmidt's like really cheap. So. I mean, Carpenter is the same price as Vlad. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, it, it's tough. Uh, and Grant, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. You are aware of this. Maybe some people aren't. We live in the world of the salary cap. You can't just roster the best pitchers with the best hitters, right? Never heard someone say that. Never heard someone say that before. I mean, maybe I should coin that, you think. Is that possible? You remember back in the day, Draft Pot, when they had the just unlimited salary lineups? I did not. You play on all like the, the dark alley websites. <laughs> I don't know. I was Draftbot was the charity one. Charity was that? No, that was Fantasy Hub. That um, that was pretty much DK pricing. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm aware it existed, but I, I I may have deposited on there and just never went back. So who knows where my money went? But I don't think I've ever played there. But uh, Draft Street. Now that's one I used to enjoy. That's back in the day. That's old school for sure. Uh, let's talk a couple sticks. Uh, who's our favorite? Okay, we mentioned it. We know the world of salary cap, but you're doing everything in the world to get some of the angels out there. Uh, Mike Trout obviously goes without saying it's an amazing play against Dan Strelly. Dan Strelly, uh, you know, the, the frugal Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, I should update that name. They are frugal, though. They've been frugal for a while. They don't want to waste anybody, spend anybody for anything. They signed Dan Strelly in January or February, and they cut him like two months later. That's how bad Dan Strelly is. They just said, here, here's a million dollars. Just go away. 
And Baltimore is like, I guess we'll throw him out there. And he's given up more than three homers per nine this year. And that's why the Angels, not a very good offense. Of course, they're getting the ballpark. Hey, but if, if Baltimore has the least amount of wins, they got a good shot at Zion Williamson. <laughs> and Zion would be like a hell of like a catcher or something. I don't know. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah, he would. He would probably be good at whatever he did. You don't want to slide into Zion. I'll just just bag me, bro. Um, this one, the band name, slide into Zion. <laughs> Kneel before Zod. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like eight people get that? Maybe I'm not really sure. I'll take the over on eight. Um, all right. So, tell me why you like uh, Showtime, Tani. Tani? Yeah. He's got power. He's good. He's a lefty. He's going against Straley. Straley gives up a lot of hard contact. Straley's not good. It's a 6.4 implied team total, which we don't see outside of Coors that often. He's batting third. He's got a 340 ISO versus righty since he's been in the league. You, do I need to keep saying things? No. Uh, I just want. I know we have a picture of Otani, and I, and I wanted you to say stuff as pictures up on the screen. So uh, I wanted it to coordinate. D-Train, of course, multitasking uh, more than ever today because he's grabbing – Again, if we get to 200 likes on the old YouTube, I'm not sure where we're at right now. If we hit 200, Brent may take off his jacket, but we're going to bury that. We're going to bury the lead on that. If we get to 200 likes on the old YouTube today, you get yourself a, a 1 in 200 chance of winning yourself a free month of Rotor Riders Premium. Uh, just tell Devin in the chat that, hey, I like this uh, show. Tell him in the YouTube YouTube chat. He'll account for you. And once we get to 200, he will draw a game at random. Um, tell me about course today. I guess you like some course. I mean, the lefties or the righties, power righties versus uh, Lauer. I mean, it's Arenado and it's Story versus a lefty. It's that simple. Um, they're very good. It's tough to pay for them. I don't know if they're going to make it into that many of my lineups, but it's, it's, it's Arenado Story in Coors versus lefty. It's that simple. I mean, we, we say this every single day that they're in Coors versus lefty. It should be built into people's mind by now. So we're going to go around the horn in just a second. And after that, we do our premium peak. Tell me what you guys want to see as far as a premium peak. Or do, do you have a thought, Grant? What, what should we show to the people today as far um, as the Roto Grinders premium? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, my mind went to different places. I have, um, I have some qualifiers out there. I don't know. We can look at Kevin Roth's weather tool. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe they're not aware of the weather edge, which is always a, which is pretty interesting. You can show that up. Sure, why not? That, uh, I believe you can buy a la carte, but if you are a Roto Grinders premium, uh, subscriber you get that for free it's all inclusive i don't um, love buying things all a cart you ever just like buy mashed potatoes like for 15 bucks at a fancy restaurant <laughs> yeah oh gosh there's one over in vegas i can't remember what it's called but it's like the family style ordering what do you want for an appetizer three pounds of mashed potatoes <laughs> comes all on cart right i don't know why i said mashed potatoes i don't like mashed potatoes Made mashed potatoes but you are so weird <laughs> i knew like the not to derail the entire show we are i hope you're sitting down Grant. We're probably a little bit behind, a little bit behind on schedule. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I mean, you know, the people want to hear your takes as far as the haters. We're going to go around the horn in a second. And, of course, you know, whatever we don't get to, crunch time's going to get to. If you guys are free members, uh, tonight it's one cheese is good. It's JSU and it's Roth. Roth, what guys, what you guys do? What's going on weather-wise? Cheese. They are all very smart people. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's not a coincidence they're on the premium show. It just sort of works out that way. Um, let's, uh, let, let's go around the horn. Let's talk about our favorite catchers. Of course, on fans draft to sponsor the show. You do not have a roster or catcher. Uh, I think on DK Grant, the de facto catcher, uh, is Beef Castillo, right? He's just too yeah, cheap. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it, Hudson's not a great pitcher. Castillo's way too darn cheap. I mean, if you want to get any cheaper than that, there's Cervelli, who's the de facto catcher almost every single day. He's on the slate just because he's so cheap. Um, outside of him, 
catcher's just trash. Catcher is not good today. You go Castillo or you pay up for Real Moto, and Real Moto is still not that great for the money. It's just if you have the extra money, which you're better off upgrading your pitcher instead. Like, there's just not good pitchers or not good catchers on the slate. I don't really like any of them outside of beef. So I'm pulling it up. I'm sure I'm trying to pull up for ownership. I would imagine. Like, do you want like 30% home beef Castillo because he's going to be so popular? He's going to be in a lot of cash games probably, and people just learn cash game lineups and tournaments anyway sometimes. I think he's pegged at 12% right now. I mean, there's so many high implied total slates. People are going to be rounding out their stacks constantly uh, with just whatever catcher, considering that, I mean, look, what is it? LaCroix is in uh, the Angels offense today. Yeah. He's yeah. batting seventh. He's decently priced, but they have a 6.39 implied team total. Most of the guys on their team are outfielders, so it's a little bit hard to figure out who to go with unless you want to go Bohr or Fletcher down near the bottom. So LaCroix is going to be a guy that they end up rounding out their stacks with. I bet he'll be decently owned just because of that. Yeah, right now the ownership projection actually has Danny Jansen as the top guy just because he's cheap and he makes things work, like not because he's good. Uh, Dylan Covey, of course, not a very good pitcher either on the other side, pitching to him. Cervelli at 2-9. He cracked the lineup. That one, That's probably where – if I don't have the money for beef, I'm going to step down to Cervelli at 2.9K on DK again. Uh, I mean, you can play these guys on fans. You can play them on Fando. I don't think I will. Uh, you want to try to avoid the catchers at all costs for the most part. But again, anybody is a tournament play. Anybody kind of, you can kind of justify in your stack as well. Um, I, I, you know, look, you can play, um, you know, Gary Sanchez. who's going to go super low owned. And for sure, he's got double dog upside at all times. But I don't really want to pick on glass now. That's probably not something I'm going to do. Is there anything you have to say here as far as catchers, or shall we move on to first? Let's move on to first, my friend. Yeah, so first is interesting, especially for tournaments. I think spending up is a, an interesting proposition because people want to spend up on Arenado at third, Trout in the outfield, uh, the Red Sox in the outfield, uh, you know, the, the shortstop for Colorado, but forgetting his name for some reason. Gosh, uh, Trevor, Trevor's story. Uh, so I think people are going to step down and save money at first. We talked about how Carpenter's too cheap. Goldie is way too cheap as well against Trevor Williams. who's a better real-life pitcher than a DFS pitcher. Not somebody I look to pick on, but he's not somebody I'm afraid of either. Um, those are probably the first two places I'm looking for at first. If I'm desperate to save salary, I don't hate Chris Davis against your boy Trevor Cahill. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you tell me, where are you at at first? Uh, Chris Davis is the guy that – you just go to if you need to save money. Currently, I think I have him in cash uh, just because it gets me all the other bats I want. You can throw Carp in there. Smoke is lo- like a lot of those Toronto guys. Pretty much everyone outside of Sogard uh, is too cheap there, so they just make things work when it comes to cash. So Smoke's obviously in play. Um, outside of them, like you can go, you can go up to Moreland. Like I don't hate it, Moreland. The, what is it? Swanson has shown a little bit of reverse splits, if I remember correctly, since he's been in the league. He has a decent changeup, so that could explain it. I'm not giving it a big enough sample size to really just say that that's a thing. So I like Moreland over there going up against Swanson um, just a little bit more. Are, are you not contractually obligated to mention your boy Reese Hoskins? Or is it just, it's just implied you always like Reese Hoskins. Yeah, I think it's just always implied that he's going to hit two home runs because, he, you know, he just hits two home runs. I mean, Bailey obviously given up a huge amount of power in the past, changed things up a little bit, adding the splitter this year has been good, but I don't expect Bailey to be that heavily owned. And if he's not going to be that heavily owned, there's a chance that he goes back to the guy he was before. I mean, what was that outing three starts ago where he just got hammered by, I think, Tampa Bay? Um, he can get beat up pretty easily, and Hoskins is going to go up like 
3% owned. They've got a decent play total. I t- talked about Philly as one of the stacks that you can go with in bigger field tournaments. They're up near that five implied run total, and people just don't go with the 4.8s. It's over in KC, so it's not a great ballpark, but there's so many different ways to stack that up that you can make it work however you want. Other big spends I don't mind, again, for tournaments, the Breu and a little E on e crime. we got to E5 versus E-Rod. I don't mind him picking up the monster and again. We talked about, uh, I mean, I think Erod's going to be rostered to some degree, so maybe you get some leverage in that as well. Um, Melissa's in the chat asking about, uh, is, can you confirm or deny as far as Fireball? Is there antifreeze in that? I, don't, I can't imagine. No. Uh, it was over in Europe. The manufacturing facility over there, I believe, let antifreeze go into it. I don't think it happened in the States, if I remember correctly. Um, but, I mean, even if it has antifreeze, that's just going to get you more messed up, right? It's the point of drinking. No one drinks Fireball to just sit and have a nice drink. <laughs> second base uh i was it's funny i was telling this to the d-train before the show we were talking about tommy the stella and you know coming into this year tommy the stella 30 year old journeyman had a, a career total his entire career 10 home runs this season nine homers three different games double dogs absolutely ridiculous. he's a he's exhibit a for like the ball being juiced and laced up whatever you want to call it but hey he's leading off he's in baltimore he's facing dan Streeling and his fly ball home run tendencies you know, Tommy Lastella, I, I, he's one of the one of the guys that kind of, kind of jumps off the page. I guess I'm kind of sort of somewhat buying it right now. Uh, if you just say through salary, Jason Kipnis is super, super cheap, terrible ballpark. But uh, again, not a bad salary saver. Where are you after me as far as East Coast position? I mean, yeah, it's Lastella being the top option when you consider salary and everything. But I mean, just because there's not a whole lot of great places to spend up at. Um, at second base, I'm going with a guy like, Kipnis. It's pretty much he's just too cheap. He makes things work. You roll with him, or if you really want to go up to someone slightly more expensive, I don't hate Cano going up against Lopez and going up against that Miami bullpen. It's he's just consistently in play as second base for pretty much every single slate until they really raise his price tag. I know he hasn't paid off too often this year, but he's a he's still a pretty darn good hitter, and his price is not reflecting it. Uh, what else is worth saying as far as second? Like, you know, again, I, I want to kind of fly through this. I want to get the questions in chat, especially if you guys are watching us on YouTube. We'll, we'll feel free to do our best to knock out your questions as well. You can drop them there. And Devin's accounting for YouTube questions too. He's, he's multitasking like crazy today. Likes, getting the questions. He's producing the show. He's uh, a fan of many hats. Pro four is kind of cheap. I don't mind him, but I agree. Kipnis, we're projecting him to that second tonight. Uh, and he's super, super cheap. Like, Montez, not something I'm afraid of. Again, interesting little salary saver to kind of make other things work. Jump to third base, jump to the hot corner, Grant. Like, how much are you prioritizing Arenado? You can only play one of Arenado or Story. Who are you playing? Probably, I mean, if we're disregarding positional scarcity, it's Arenado. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, it's, a, it's like a 2v2, right? It's like, how do you feel about the secondary plays at that position? It's not so much how much you love Arenado, which is story, you like them both. Evan and Chet talking about antifreeze going straight to the hips. Antifreeze is very low in calories and may induce vomiting, so it's probably good. <laughs> I would highly suggest against drinking it. Do not drink antifreeze. Hot takes here. Also, um, it's sweet, apparently. Or is that break fluid? I'm not really sure. Yeah, supposedly, well, I mean, yeah, I've seen too many of those, like, uh, 48 hours or whatever, those those, uh, those shows where uh, that's how some spouses have uh, inherited some insurance money, but that we should, that's for a different podcast, I imagine. You don't realize what you're drinking until it's too late, I suppose. Being said in this podcast does not directly represent RG's thoughts on this. I'm not encouraging this, by no means. I'm fully discouraging that. <laughs> <laughs> not do that. That's a terrible thing. 
third base, hot corner, seamless segue. Uh, Vlad. Vlad is a little bit too cheap uh, today. So he's very much in play here. Obviously, we mentioned Lestella and we mentioned Carp already. They're very much in play, but you can play them at other positions. Outside of Vlad, there's really not a whole lot I want to go with in the cheaper part. We mentioned Arenado. Chapman going against Anderson. They still have a decent play total, and Chapman's always got some power. We got Moncada going up against Hudson, and then the whatever reliever comes in afterwards. Not a terrible play. Bregman's in a high implied total game. We know Lynn's better versus righties, so I think I'd rather try and find a little bit of extra money for Arenado there. Outside of them, just round out your stack. Devers is a little bit too cheap, too, but just try and round out your stack. What do you have for your shortstop? I know we keep mentioning, uh, you know, Story obviously is propensity to smash left-handers and cores. Nice little package deal back, back in, back in second. But again, he is pricey. Uh, of course, you like Story, but like, tell me, guys, uh, pivots away from Story. I mean, Galvis was going to be the guy I was going to go with, but I think he's batting six now instead of up near the order, like at, or near the top of the order. I think him and Vlad switch spots. So he's a little bit less in play. There's Story, and then you go down a bit, it's Bogarts. Um, Bogarts is just a little bit too cheap considering the matchup, considering the total here. If you want to go a little bit off the board with not much upside, you can go Simmons, but I don't mind Simmons rounding out a stack. But there's really not a whole lot of great options at shortstop, which is why trying to get up to story or just punting with Hampson is fine. Um, seventh or eighth? Where did he crack seven. up? Yeah. You know, he's cheap and he plays in fours. He hasn't been he came into the season with some promise for what it's worth. He hasn't exactly done anything just yet, but uh, all we care about is tonight and tonight if he kind of makes things work for you, I suppose he's worth a look. We, uh, the outfield today is just sacked. Uh, you know, we talked about trout. What, a, what an amazing spot is for him. Otani is an, an awesome play too. Again, picking on Dan Straley, uh, Boston, once again, in play, JD Martinez still way too cheap. I don't understand his price bets uh, pretty fairly priced as well too, versus Swanson's kind of an unknown have you been playing JBJ? Because I've been playing way too much of him, and it's not been working out. Um, yeah, I have. Also, one of the reasons why I'm rolling with a cheaper SP2 is so I don't have to roster JBJ. <laughs> I was digging into a StackCast stuff today, a multiple guys' StackCast stuff, to just kind of see, like, you know, who's getting lucky, who's getting unlucky, and that kind of thing. And JBJ, uh, in 71 plate appearances this year, he has one barrel. That's not good. I want more barrels than one. Um, yeah, he's just not he's just not been good. Um, like he's still cheap enough where I would consider him just because it kind of makes other things work. But it feels like there's a, a an opportunity cost at outfielders, right? It's it's loaded today, is it not? Yeah, no, it very much is. I I'd I'd start off with uh JD, Otani, and Trout as the guys that I'm trying to fit into my cash games. Um after that, it's Grichik is a little bit too cheap considering the matchup, considering the total, considering everything. Uh, if you want to go off the board, Bellinger obviously is great. Springer is great. Blackman going up against the lefty is not a terrible thing to go with. Gallo, if Verlander is going to get a bomb hit off of him, Gallo's, if he actually hits the ball, it'll probably happen. Uh, Cruz, I mentioned Minnesota being very good. We already talked about, uh, or we didn't talk about Mookie, but any anyone in that uh, Boston outfield is good outside of Bradley. Um, after them, like, it's it's just, there's so many decent plays. Like, even going Cal, like, the interesting part with the Angels for stacking over on DK is they have four outfielders that are all in very good spots, either lefties with some power or Mike Trout, which is also very good. Uh, 
I talked about Seattle being a fairly low owned stack. I talked about going with Philly as being a low owned stack. So going with McCutcheon, going with um, Harper are both great options. Outside of them, like you round out your stack, like those are the ones I'm targeting as one offs. Those are the ones that I want in cash. Those are the ones that I like a bit in tournaments if I'm not completing a stack. Um, or you can just go with Cleveland lefties against Montas that he's actually been fairly good, but they're all super cheap. I see questions are loading up in chat as, uh, as we speak. Here's one for you. No Crush Davis? This is with a K. Well, what, what's your thoughts as far as uh, baby Crush? Crush Davis is, I mean, it's, it's, over in, um, it's over in Oakland, so that's a little bit, like, tougher spot to hit bombs, but he still hits bombs for some reason in Oakland fairly often. I don't mind that Oakland stack a little bit. They're one of the ones that are right there with Billy, with um, the Mariners for bigger tournaments. All right. Uh, start loading up some questions there in chat. We're going to take a peek as far as the premium. You said you wanted to see Ross premium tools. So let's go ahead and check that out. Wait, so there's a YouTube comment telling me if to drink vodka if you ingest antifreeze. Vodka kills the chemical that kills you. Um, that's one way to do it. Or you can just chug activate charcoal, which you should always have ha on hand at your house. Uh, gets rid of, deals with any type of poisoning, just so you know. Why do you know that? I don't know. I thought about being a doctor. Like a kid or like, how do you know that random fact? I thought about being a doctor for a week. All right, fair enough. <laughs> really, that's uh, fair enough. Thinking about being a doctor for a week. Basically. I mean, maybe YouTube's a thing. Like you can learn stuff on there. Hey, speaking of YouTube, like I don't just go on there for DFS purposes. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know where we're at as far as the likes. We want to get the two hundred. We get the two hundred likes. Uh, just tell D Train in the chat. Say, hey, I like this video. Uh, once we get the two hundred, D Train will draw a name at random. And you get yourself a free month of premium. You get all the deals. You get everything. The lineup HQ premium. Cheese is Billion Dollar Musings. The expert rankings. Ross Weather Tool, which we're going to show here in a second. May actually be on screen right now. Crunch time. Uh, ownership percentage. The, the premium package. The premium podcast. Uh, expert survey. You know, yada, 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 and so on. Because, you know, we got to get on. knock out some questions. Get those loaded up. But want to see if there's anything interesting. Did that Cubs game go under today? Because it was under for homers. I don't know what the total was as far as the Cubs-Milwaukee game. According to the Ross tool, uh, oh, it was a seven nothing game. So under seven, I, I imagine it would be. That was a winner, chicken dinner. Um, I have right. never been bit by a rattlesnake. I did once put a baby rattlesnake up to my nipple, thinking that it was not a rattlesnake. Oh boy, that almost ended terribly. Why would you do these things? I don't understand. I was young. I was very young. <laughs> I, don't I didn't know it was a baby rattlesnake. Then I, I hit it with a cleaver. Uh, in a, so basically, this weather tool talks about how previous uh, previous weather types how it played out. So this Mets uh, Marlins game, based upon 64 previous games that match the current conditions. I'm not sure if that's a big enough sample for you. Small auto sample. We're, we're still kind of sort of figuring that, or we're still kind of figuring that out. But uh, and of course the players change and all that. But based upon that weather condition, there's been an increase in 17.4 percent of our as far as homers. Uh, and a decrease in runs at 1.7%, which is kind of interesting. The ERA basically neutral. Let's see if anything kind of sort of pops here. That's what we look for things that are popping. Uh, Boston in 71 games, 14.3% upgrade as far as homers. Grant, why are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Classic comedy. I was going to show them on the screen what it, what it says for your name, but I figure it's bad because then everybody had your number and that would make for an interesting wedding, and the bride, the bride would be very upset when everybody's calling. But it's now she talked to all of them. Excuse <laughs> me, uh, you don't need to do your first dance. Just talk to this random person calling me. It says Grant friend question mark. 
because I wasn't sure if you're my friend at the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we have an increase as far as uh, in Minnesota, looks like it's good weather as well, small sample. I'm trying to see if anything pops here. Oh, St. Louis is popping as far as a big downgrade for homers and a downgrade for runs as well too. Uh, anything else that kind of sort of pops here for the day? Not much else. All right, but that's a Ross weather tool. Some days uh, things pop, but some days they don't. But, uh, you know, it's something I definitely look at it every single day. That's just one thing you get. Again, you can buy it a la carte, but you absolutely get it for free with Ross, uh, with the Florida Riders Premium. Give me your favorite stacks today, Grant. Uh, big field tournaments, it's obvious. It's, um, it's the Angels, it's the Red Sox, the Astros, it's the Twins, and it's Coors. Um, bigger field tournaments, uh, I really like Philly. I really like the Mariners, and I really like Oakland. All three of those are going to be very low-owned in comparison to how owned they should be. All of them have a huge amount of upsides. Give me three dudes that are going yard tonight. Uh, do you want on the board or off the board? Surprise me. All right. Let's go with Yonder Alonzo, Chris Davis, and Reese Hoskins, all first baseman. Question to the chat, uh, you know, load them up. We're going to knock out as many as possible in about, about six, seven minutes before you step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time with uh, Cheese is Good, JSU, and Roth. We'll tell you what's going down weatherwise. DK Outfielder, this is from Morning Wood. I thought you'd like to know. That's who's asking. Uh, DK Outfielder at 3,800 or less. I think that's Richick. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this is one of the things that's a free tool, but we should probably show, uh, let the people be aware. Did you sneeze? Bless you, wherever that was. I'm not sure what's I think on. I coughed. I think it was between a cough and a sneeze. You ever have those? Sure, I suppose it happened. I'm a human. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done both functions. I imagine I've done a tweener as well. Uh, but yeah, when we show the, uh, the, the lineups here, you know, the lineups page at Brother Grinders, you can have little scrollers. Uh, is that the word scrollers? You can say, hey, I, want, I don't want to pay any more than 3.8K. And you can get all the guys that sort of pop at a 3.8K or less. Maybe we'll show it to the people next time. They're not aware it exists. Uh, but Gritchick is the guy for me. We both agree. Uh, let's see. Um, yes. Grant, tell us your lineups. Like, you're not going to tell us your lineups, are you? That, that'll, that's, that'll be too long. I mean, I mean, I can... I can spend an hour just reading my lineups. Although That's I think awesome. I've only got, I think I've only got like eight right now. I was, I wasn't sure how much I was going to play because of the wedding. So I haven't gotten too hard into it. Cash game. You got VR or you got Xander at shortstop? Xander. Uh, Arenado at third base or save with Jose Ramirez. I like Jose Ramirez, but like, I mean, it's, it's like Arenado is the better play. It's like how much you willing to take the hit basically is the question. Yeah, I, I, I would go with Arenado, but also I don't think Devers is the like. I'd probably rather save two hundred dollars more with Devers, but it's up to you. Uh, odds on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hitting a home run? I don't know, five to one. Yeah, probably about five to one on average. Oh well, no, probably six to one. Uh, there's a slightly above average spot. He's projected to be about thirty home run guy at this point in his big league career. So yeah. Hey, put on your sharp side hat, uh, hat and let's uh, let, let's uh, pretend we're making a, a, a wager. Twins, Phillies, Astros parlay. You like it? Twins, Phillies, Astros. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, will St. Louis destroy Trevor Williams tonight? Probably not. He doesn't really get destroyed. I mean, they did just put up 17 runs last night. Trevor Williams is not a great pitcher, and everyone's still stuck on the same thing that they were years ago, where pitchers actually had some safety it's not this thing anymore so yeah they got a decent shot at blowing them up tonight um and the weather tool for Roth says differently and like Trevor Williams is a perfectly like okay like 
everyday like average major leaguer. I don't know. I, I don't think they blow them up, but I do like Carpenter and Goldie just because the prices kind of point me there. Um, Will uh, okay, who is making the balls this like? Okay, who give me somebody who hits a double dong tonight? Double dong. I mean, I, Reese Hoskins. The answer is Trout, but Reese Hoskins. Okay, so on Fandle, uh, just a twofer. It's a tough question, actually. I think I know the answer. Wheeler and Chris Davis versus First Odorizzi. one. Yeah, Wheeler and Chris Davis over uh, Odorizzi and Yonder. I like Yonder, too. Yeah. I, I, think, I like Yonder, but it, it's just, like, you'd rather have Wheeler than Yonder. But wait to see what Roth has to say about the weather. It looks like it's going to be fine. They want my specific thoughts as far as Lance Lynn versus Houston. And traditionally, Lance Lynn is a good pitcher versus – pretty good pitcher against righties i just don't think i want to I, it's just, well the problem is he provides strikeout upside but this houston lineup most of the righties in there are somewhere around 14 12 to 14 percent um they have a lot of power and mm-hmm. they easily beat someone up plus they have a few decent like reddick and brantley are not bad lefties reddick a little bit less so than brantley um but the righties in this lineup are very good so no i don't want to use lance lynn it's possible he does well but he can also walk a ton of guys, and there's six guys in that lineup with over a 10% K rate. Yeah, it's a couple things. Um, you know, I, I like him against generic pile of righties. This is not generic pile of righties. This is, you know, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa. Yeah, if it was against a bunch of righties on the Padres, that'd be a different story. Yeah. Um, all right, I guess we can move on from that. Uh, I, like, and also the other part is, like, I like Odorizzi and Wheeler. They're not that much more expensive. That's basically my thought process, so yeah. I don't think it's necessary. But it, can it happen? Sure. Uh, any Ian Desmond for you? He's fine. He's always fine. He's not someone I'm going out of my way to play. <laughs> this is a great question, actually. I'm not sure if we're being trolled or not, but it's actually so. Pick your favorite two amongst Trout, Betts, JD Martinez, Jorge Polanco. I like him, but I don't think he belongs in this group. Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman, the two you like the most. If we're if we're just if we're incorporating salary, it's Trout and it's JD. If we're not incorporating salary, it's Trout and Arnado. Uh, cash line up here. We got Grichik and Bogarts versus Seeger and Benintendi. First one. I you know you know I said I was talking about the digging into the Statcast stuff and Seeger is bad this year. Like I mean I know the results haven't been good. He's not hitting the ball as well, hard. He had, he had uh, Tommy John surgery, didn't he? He had multiple surgeries, I believe. I think he had one. I think it was the elbow. One was like maybe the knee or something like that. I think he had at least one. Well, I mean, the, whenever you have a UCL surgery, sometimes it doesn't entirely take. It is actually supposed to make you have a stronger UCL, but it doesn't always work that way. And a lot of times it takes you a little bit getting used to trying to figure out your new swing with this elbow. So it doesn't always take immediately. Maybe he, he honestly might end up having to have another surgery. Didn't Otani have that as well? Yeah. Yeah, but he's he looks fine. I don't know. It's, it's a two games in, but uh, yeah. you like honestly, it's a kind of a performance enhancing element to it because you can actually get a stronger UCL by getting that surgery. And so, oftentimes, not as much with pitchers because you have to completely strengthen it again. But with hitters, uh, it can actually be beneficial to get that surgery. Taking a peek at some umpire data before you step aside and get out of here. Verlander's got an extreme hitters umpire. Uh, Granky has an extreme pitchers umpire. I believe that's the only extremes we have as of right now for what it's worth. Grant, uh, give us something good. Give us something for the road. Polish off your uh, your fireball. Is, have you already knocked it out? Not really sure, but uh, give something for the people before we step Well, aside. this is my yeah. second fireball. Um, Mariners will score nine runs. 
Phillies will score eight runs. And Verlander, now with an extreme pitcher's umpire, will give up three home runs. Uh, extreme hitters umpire. I'm not sure. Like, I, think, I think you said it correctly. Just, yeah, uh, fair enough. Grant, I enjoyed it. It was good times. Enjoy your wedding. Stay safe. Well, not your wedding, but somebody's wedding. Don't, don't ruin it. Try not to spill anything on the, the, the mom. I have never once ruined a wedding. I am fantastic. People invite me because I am so much fun and can hold myself together. And I'm probably lying. And they want to see you in jeans as well, too. Uh, oh, gosh. The ladies coming. love me in jeans. <laughs> You're a regular Bruce Springsteen. Uh, all right. He's, he's Grant. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. We're out of here. Call it. Thank you.